I'm Olivia. And I'm Josh. And welcome to our Monsters, Masks, and Mommy Issues podcast. Each week, we'll review both classic and underground horror films from the 1950s and beyond. We'll also share our thoughts and some interesting facts about each film, as well as some controversial theories that have plagued fans for decades. So lock all your doors. Count all your kitchen knives. And join us as we take a wrong turn into horror cinema. Warning, these episodes contain spoilers. Hey, Olivia. Hi, Josh. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Very good. Very excited to be back for another episode of Monsters, Masks, and Mommy Issues. Me too. This is episode nine. Very cool. And this one, we're going to do a little something special. Mm-hmm. This is going to be our 15 days of Godzilla. Yeah. So we're actually podcasting from New Richmond, Wisconsin. So mm-hmm. we took a little vacation. We're excited to be out in the woods. As the locals say, New Richmond. It's one word, mm-hmm. not two. We're from Minnesota, so it's just like Nicolette. Instead of saying Nicolette Street, mm-hmm. the locals say Nicolette. So that's where we are. We're with the little puppy. He yep. uh, is just relaxing right now, but we thought this was the perfect time to talk about one of our favorite monsters of all time, Godzilla. Godzilla. So, Josh, would you like to explain why this is the 15 days of Godzilla? Yeah, sure. So people who are watchers of Godzilla movies know that Toho is a production company that directed a lot of the Godzilla films. You know, they are the creators of Godzilla, so they're they're very well known. So we decided to, because, you know, Godzilla movies have been going on since 54, but, you know, we didn't want to do all movies up until now because mm-hmm. there's a lot of them. We're doing a range from 1954 to 1975 which I think has, you know, the 15 films we're going to be talking about are really solid films. I mean, all 15 of them are great. And they're kind of the starting point for, you know, all the Godzilla films that came out after 1975 to continue his story. But these first 15, I watched a lot of them as a kid. We had a lot of them on VHS tape. I know some of these like the back of my hand. Yeah. Before I met Josh, I had just seen the American one. Was that 1955? Uh, was it yeah. a year after? A year so after, I yeah. saw that. It was pretty cool. But after watching all these amazing films, I'm a huge fan. And our dog has a Godzilla tail. He that does. is his trademark. He yeah. will clear out anything in a room with that massive tail. So, um, so this is actually going to be part one, though, because we are only going to do the first six in this episode. And then we'll do the second set of yeah. Godzilla films, right? Yep. Actually, so this part one is going to be the first seven films. And then part two will be the remaining eight. And we actually created a different rubric for this because obviously it's it's going to need its own special right. rating yep. system. So we have that at the end. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I guess I just want to ask first. So obviously sure. you said you love Godzilla. You watched it when you were a kid. But why? Yeah. What what made you, you What know, made you guys watch? Who bought those VHSs question, for you? To be honest, I'd have to talk to my mom about it. I really don't know how we got into Godzilla. I got to imagine that, you know, we watched a lot of TV, obviously, mm-hmm. um, when we were younger. And I got to imagine that they were on TV, you know, on like AMC or one of those channels. That's what I think. There must have been a cartoon mm-hmm. because I feel like that's how I saw it too. Got they must have been on TV. I mean, they used to do a lot of the marathons of Godzilla, like on Sundays around like, you know, holidays, like mm-hmm. Memorial Day. They do Godzilla all day long. Probably on good old sci-fi. Yeah, sci-fi too. Yep. Yeah. So I guarantee, you know, me and my brother stumbled across them. 
and just started watching them and then probably asked mom, hey, can we get the tape of that, you know? Okay, well, I'm really excited. Yeah. And do you want to start with the number one? So we won't yes. be really rating the American ones. We're probably going to do that later because obviously King Kong versus, or is it just Kong versus Godzilla? Uh, I don't, King Kong versus, King Kong Godzilla, versus yeah. Godzilla. Are you talking about the new one that's coming well, out? Well, I'm talking about the new ones coming out. So we'll probably rate some of the American ones and kind of do a comparison later. This mm-hmm. one's going to be strictly the Japanese ones. Right. They are better. Yep better storyline and but we'll get into why we think especially with like the stories behind the scenes and the actors that are going on why it's just significantly better Mm -hmm. yep america hollywood is just kind of out of touch at least now with what people are looking for in terms of godzilla i would say yeah they don't fit the genre of a godzilla movie which is you know destruction and godzilla having a lot of screen time yeah the the new ones are just who's the biggest celebrity name we can get in the film and give them a lot of screen time when really you just came to see godzilla yeah so but we'll get into that later but let's start with the first one so okay 1954 godzilla Mm -hmm. yep 1954 godzilla I'll just do a quick synopsis here. A fighter-breathing behemoth terrorizes Japan after an atomic bomb awakens it from its century-old sleep. So the director was Ishiro Honda, and the release date was 1954. So what did you like about this first Godzilla? You learn a little bit about the whole beginning of where did Godzilla come from and why is he awakening? He's a prehistoric monster that's been here, you know, for millions of years and because of our bomb testing, we've awoken him. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of just ready to terrorize. The last time he was awake and saw Earth or civilization, it looked a lot different to him than it does now with buildings and people. And he terrorizes things. Can I just be really quick? So mm-hmm. if anybody wants to go to IMDb or look anything up, the behind the scenes of this film are super fun to look at. We were looking at some of the cast. And obviously, who's ever in the Godzilla suit is mm-hmm. walking around with them. They're doing like little stills where they're like, he's walking with a little umbrella with the main girl and they're just kind of skipping along, like super fun. Mm-hmm. There's also a part where I don't know who he is on set, but he has a Godzilla on top of his head. And that must be the famous scene where Godzilla pokes over the hill and sees all those people and they run away from him. Mm-hmm. So another thing of what I love about Godzilla and what I love about the Japanese versions is that a lot of the time, at least in the ones we're watching, it's a guy in a suit mm-hmm. and it's makeup. It's masks it's everything we love it's not cgi Mm -mm. obviously as we get on to the later ones there's a little bit more but at the beginning it's this guy in a suit oh yeah like i think i said another one my great-grandfather would say it's just a man in uniform and he was talking about planet of the apes where he's like oh that's all it is but it's so cool that they did this it's very effective he looks very monster like and it's so funny that he's really just our size, but they made all these small little buildings that he kind of just demolishes. I don't know. I think it's very effective. Yeah. I mean, think about it too. Like, I don't know how many cuts they had to make on these scenes, but they built, you know, some of these these city scenes from scratch. You know, if they had to shoot something and it wasn't right, what did they do? Rebuild it? They had to rebuild it. Like, it's kind of crazy. Or if they just mm-hmm. shot it as is and they had to be that on point. So do you know the famous scene? I think it's Kong and Godzilla. They hit that building remember you always talk about that scene yeah that's a famous building from japan yep so i guess they messed up the first scene so they had to completely rebuild it and then they did the scene again so i mean yeah i think they just had to rebuild it or maybe say oh we're not going to use that building we'll use this instead yep but it looked like they had a lot of fun on set it did yeah Yeah. i mean you can feel the energy too Mm -hmm. yep so maybe we'll just go into the rubric 
And then we'll sure, kind of just come yeah. up with scenes because there's a yep. lot of really interesting scenes. There's a lot of interesting characters, especially the professor who we know and love and who always seems to make a reoccurring role, at least in the American ones. Mm-hmm. America seems to be obsessed with the professor. Yeah. He always seems to come up in there. But actually watching the other ones, he really doesn't make that much of an appearance. Yeah. And when we were watching the first one, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's great. And then we watched the second one. I'm like, oh, I wonder where he is. Yeah, he's just one of the characters. So what is the new rubric? Okay, so the new rubric kind of catered it a little bit more towards Godzilla himself in a monster movie, Mm -hmm. where some of the previous ones were more about serial killers, slashers. So this one's a little bit different. We got 10 categories, I guess you'd call Mm -hmm. it, and we'd still do our yes and our no, and that's how we get our numbers, Mm -hmm. you know, out Mm -hmm. of 10. So we'll start with the first one, which is Godzilla screen time. Godzilla gets a decent amount of screen time in this one. I think so too. And I think, again, that famous scene where his head perches over the hill mm-hmm. and they all see him and run away is pretty awesome. Yep. It's a good way to set it up. And then he obviously tears through the cities, goes to that little subway system. Yeah, I think it's a train. Just yep. a train, yeah. Mm-hmm. Def- and that's another thing. He gets a lot of screen time. Mm-hmm. And even though it's a guy in a uniform, we want to see him mm-hmm. as much as possible. Mm-hmm. And so I definitely want to say a yes. Yeah. Okay. Yep, definitely. The appearance of Godzilla. I mean, in this one, and it has to do a lot with the lighting because Mm -hmm. it was originally released in black and white. And black and white is pretty hard to to create like texture of like a monster or something like that. I think they do a good job in this one in contrast from lights and shadows to where you still see Godzilla pretty well. Mm -hmm. You do. And I think his face is great Mm -hmm. he looks like a monster but he looks very prehistoric yeah that's what i like he looks almost like a t-rex a little bit of a lizard he's kind of a combination but he definitely has that look to him yeah i like that he doesn't look too advanced no you know a little bit different than a dinosaur a little bit bigger a little bit thicker but definitely that dinosaur look he's got those godzilla thighs he does those thick thighs yeah they call him thunder thighs Mm -hmm. that's what he's got but i mean this is what started it all Mm -hmm. he looks fantastic he looks scary he's got those teeth and he's got that great tail and he uses his fire a lot in this one too Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. okay so point number three villain so an interesting one, one for the first one yes right yeah so there really is well godzilla is the villain in this one and there might be one more Well, yeah. I mean, you could think about it as humanity as being the villain because once you watch this film, they keep talking about, you know, how are they going to destroy Godzilla? What could they possibly use as a weapon? The rockets and, you know, they're dropping bombs from planes. It's not doing anything to Godzilla. But they do know that if it comes down to it, they do have the atom bomb, which wipes away so much. It's pretty obvious Mm -hmm. it would wipe away Godzilla. But what would that do to society? Exactly. You know? So there's almost kind of two villains, Godzilla and then humanity on their decision. I would agree with that. And I think sometimes the cure would be worse than the disease. And they keep saying, well, if we have to do the atom bomb. And it's like, no, no, no. That shouldn't even be on the table. Right. Because you then you're just going to get rid of everybody. Yep. Everybody's going to suffer. I also wanted to say the professor. And I think he's tormented by the fact that he has become the villain in the story. So there is a little, it's an interesting thing. There's a little bit of a love triangle. You've mm-hmm. got the young girl, the professor, and then... I can't remember his name, but he's in many other ones that Mm -hmm. we've seen. He's just like the young Bo. He likes her. Um, Obviously, those two want to get together, but she's kind of with the professor, or at least he's like a brother to her. There is definitely something there where he only opens up to her and she feels, oh, I have to tell him that I'm going to actually be with this other man. Mm -hmm. But he opens up to her and she's actually the one he shows, hey, I created this bomb that 
wipes out the oxygen in the yeah. sea. The fish can't breathe anymore. Any type of life underwater that can breathe underwater will be completely destroyed. So that means all the fit, every marine life, it'll wipe them out. And he obviously doesn't want to do that because that'll destroy this life mm-hmm. in the water. And he realizes he invented it. And then he wants to he wants to keep it a secret. He says, don't tell anybody. Of course, she tells her boyfriend. But she does when Not the so city's been destroyed. On, no. Yeah. And she sees the mother dies and all the children see their mother die. And she's just like, I have to tell somebody that there is a way we can do this. But it's going to cost a lot. Mm-hmm. But not as much as the nuke, perhaps. So right. uh, he definitely feels as a villain, though. Yeah. I mean, he's a scientist. And he even says, you know, he's constantly trying to invent things. That's mm-hmm. just, that's in his blood. Good or bad, he's trying to invent things. And obviously, I don't think his mind goes towards bad. But whenever you're creating something that strong, mm-hmm. in it, the can wrong be, hands. it can be used, mm-hmm. you know, in the wrong way. So he calls this oxygen destroyer. And he actually does a little test of how it works in one of the scenes. He has a fish tank. And, you know, he just has a handful of fish in there. And he literally takes, gosh, it's not much of this stuff. It's like a couple drops of this liquid that he created. And just with a couple drops, like all the fish, all their skin just burns and mm-hmm. melts away. And mm-hmm. they just turn into skeletons. Yep. And that's a fish tank. And that's not much of this stuff. So that shows how powerful it is. And and what I like about that is, so the professor's wearing an eye patch, and he does wear an eye patch in other ones too, mm-hmm. but it kind of goes back with that idea of the villain. They have some type of deformity, whatever it is, and that makes them almost a monster. So in its own way, it's really interesting that you've got Godzilla, and then you've got the professor, and they're both monsters in their own way. Mm-hmm. And you could argue that Godzilla really doesn't know what he's doing. He's just right. prehistoric. He's just going through, what is all this electricity? What is all mm-hmm. these things? I'm going to stomp on it. And then you got the professor who's like, I accidentally created this horrible thing. And I know it's going to be used for destruction. So I'm not going to tell anybody. Then at the end, they say, you have to use this. And he knows, I've created this terrible thing. You might also think if you're in the professor's state of mind where, okay, I created this thing that is so deadly what was the purpose of me creating this? I wonder what, what was the time. Was... was it this time when this creature yeah. comes out of nowhere and yeah. starts destroying humanity? Is this the time to use yeah. it? I mean, if I was him, I'd be like, this is probably it. Mm-hmm. You know, I agree. Well, I would say then yes for villain because we actually got too. two because on the surface you think it's Godzilla, but you actually see it's humanity too. Yep. I agree. Our way of dealing with a monster, the cure is almost worse than the disease. Mm-hmm. Okay. So next on the rubric is story, storyline. So for this one, I'd say I don't really like, okay, there's this love triangle. It's not necessary. It doesn't really go anywhere. I really am more interested in the struggle between what is the right thing for us to do? What's going to create the least damage Mm -hmm. to Tokyo, to Japan? So that part of the story I get, but the actual, oh, we're going to make it, it doesn't do anything for me. And it's fine not to have a story. Some of the ones we'll discuss do have like mm-hmm. a, a whole story behind them. Which are, are good. Yeah, yeah, sure. They have like, I guess I would call mm-hmm. them character stories. Character stories. And this one doesn't, which is okay. It's a little um, melodramatic. And yeah. it's a little unnecessary. I this think. one is more about an incident that just happened and it's just the chaos on how to solve it. Exactly. So I would, what would you say for story? Half or no? That's a tough one. You know what, though? The thing is, if I'm thinking of the other ones that actually have a story, right. I kind of think this doesn't. Yeah, Yeah, some I of agree. them actually we'll, have a legit story. We'll talk about story. The, the ones that we say yes to a story. You'll see why. This is me and our, he's, he's scratching his ears. Scratching his neck, yeah. 
it, by the way, he has been part of every Godzilla watch. He's, he really has. Yep. He's seen everyone. He's fallen asleep well, pretty he, fast. Well, he's seen the opening credits to all of them. Yes, he has. And at the end, he usually wakes up when he hears Godzilla roar. Mm-hmm. He kind of looks at us and then he passes back out. So Okay, next is characters. Characters. I love the professor. Yeah, I think. Oh, he's so good. And he doesn't get enough screen time, but he really steals. The, him and Godzilla are the only two people I care about in the first one. Yep. Um. Whoa. <laughs> Was that <a> baby Godzilla? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I guess it like that. We will get into Baby Godzilla, which no, good Lord. is its own Not in thing. any of these films. No. Oh, so it wasn't one of those productions. Oh, thank But that makes perfect no, sense. No, no, no. It is. It's oh, just not geez. part one. It's part two. Part two, we will get into Baby Godzilla, which is its own villain and catastrophe. But nobody's perfect. Dude needs to do some sit-ups. So, let's see, what are we <laughs> he on? doesn't even look like him. Oh, okay. So, I'm sorry. So... Here? Uh, no, characters. Char- no, we did characters. characters. So what do you think, though? Characters. Yeah. I like the characters. I do, too. I like the characters. I do, too. But I think Godzilla's a big character in he this is. one. And he I is. like him. And, and that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. So next one is Destruction. Now, I'm going to say, out of a lot of the Godzilla movies, obviously, they do show a lot of destruction. But in a different sense, this one really shows the pain and the suffering that japan takes from godzilla yes, it does it really does i mean and a lot of the other ones yeah you see buildings fall you see buildings mm-hmm. crush mm-hmm. Um, and they have people running away but this might be the only one that shows people in stretchers mm-hmm. people with bandages on in hospitals laying on ground the mother dies in front of all her children and then yeah and then people you know setting aside dead bodies in rows yeah. this is the only one that shows that yeah it does so, show quite the devastation and i yep. think that's probably trying to go back to to world war ii Mm-hmm. and the atom bombs and, and yep. i think that's what they're trying to play tribute to i think so too yeah yeah and the devastation yep so yeah definitely a lot of destruction lots mm-hmm. um soundtrack i mean yeah it has so we came up with the da-na-na-na. yeah it has the original godzilla yep. theme song you know which kind of made everybody then take it and then kind of do their own thing with it so yeah definitely it's so subtle but it's what started it mm-hmm yep What's the one, um, I can't remember their name, the band we like that they take some of the Godzilla sounds, da-na-na-na, like it's, I can't do it, that sounds like the Adams Family, but. Oh, Wu-Tang? Wu-Tang, yeah, Wu-Tang, Wu-Tang uses them a lot, yeah, yeah. yeah. and I, it's just pretty cool. Yep. So yeah, definitely a soundtrack, but that's what I mean, they, they use that, so mm-hmm. it's definitely oh, yeah. influential. Oh, not only that, actually, not to go on a tangent, but I'm a big fan of MF Doom, and he uses influences of Godzilla movies in a ton of his yeah, instrumentals. Exciting. And oh, it, it's great. I'll play some songs yeah, after the podcast do. here. Please. But MF Doom does a lot of, I mean, one of his, I think one of his vinyl has King Ghidorah on the front cover. That's sick. Yeah. But That's huge sick. influence. Yep. So definitely soundtrack A+. Plus. Uh, mm-hmm. How are the fight scenes? I would say, obviously, there's n- Godzilla, like I said, so he does have the professor and he he are the two villains. I do think the underwater part where the professor stays underwater and he's going to set off this bomb and watch it. I do think that's a cool dueling scene because Godzilla is walking towards him underwater and he kind of lets go. So it's it's this really like slow, it's, it's not very climactic, but mm-hmm. it is in a sense where I guess what I'm saying, not in a traditional Godzilla where like two monsters are facing off, but it is very like, oh my gosh, it's humanity versus this monster. Right. Would I say that it's... A great fight scene, no, but it's very suspenseful. Right. 
It definitely is. I mean, he's walking right towards them and he's staying underwater, going to let this thing go. And all the oxygen's going to get taken out. And obviously the professor's going to die. I don't think he wants to live after this thing. He, he definitely doesn't want anybody to get the instructions on how to create right. this thing again. So he right. wants to die with that knowledge. Right, exactly. So I can't say that the fight scene's not awesome because it's it's very subtle though. It's very okay. clever. Yeah. It's not just two monsters dueling it out, but it is like this man who created this horrible thing that's going to save humanity right? while destroying all this other life. So what do you think of the fight scene? They need? I think I it's no. good. I just okay, think it's, yeah. it's just so different. Yeah, it's different. Yeah. like, it, But it's hard to say no to it. Right. right? I, can't, yeah. I can't even give it a 0.5 because I think it's a good fight scene. Yeah. Okay. I think it's about Godzilla and the Professor. I think so too. Yeah. I think the whole story has been about right. them. Okay. How well does it align with the series of Godzilla? So this is a tough one with the first one only because it started it all. Sure. But actually, in this one, you would think it's done. And I think they maybe made it to be like, oh, no, this is just the one. This was a freak accident (laughs) where this prehistoric figure came out and tried to destroy and we killed him. So if anything, I think this could have just been a standalone. It could have been. Yep. And actually, I think in the second one, which we'll get into, is a different Godzilla. So I would say no, because it's, it just stands alone. Oh, okay. But it does, it does actually introduce it. So this is a tough one. Sure. Do we give it a 0.5? Because it does introduce Godzilla, but it is not the same Godzilla. Okay. And then how effective is the end scene? Pretty damn effective, mm-hmm. I'd say, out of a, a lot of them. So what do we think, Josh? What's the final rating? So the final rating for Godzilla 1954, according to our rubric, is 8.5 out of 10. Wow. I think that's pretty legit. I think think so, too. That was a very good film. It was. I had to give the final a 0.5 just because, like, it then goes on and on and on and on. Yeah. And obviously this one, and I like that, though, that they thought, nope, this is just going to be the one. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, wow, this did really well. You know what we could do is just make another Godzilla. Yeah. So they don't make it complicated. They just say, oh, and, you know, another one existed. So here he is. I think that's pretty good. Mm -hmm. I think that's pretty reasonable. I think so too. Okay, so now on to our next film, which is number two in the series. And it's called Godzilla Raids Again. And the year is 1955. The director is the same as before. Let's look for a synopsis here. Godzilla battles an area-dated ankylosaur and destroys Osaka in the process. It's quite a mouthful. It is. I gotta be honest with you. I was pretty disappointed in this one. Yeah. Now there is, and I don't know if you want to go into this, but, and if you don't want to, we'll skip it, but there were different versions of it or, because remember we were trying to watch it and somebody's like, this isn't the actual authentic Japanese one. This is the American one. There were or, two versions of it. Um, they really weren't a whole lot different, to be okay. honest. Okay. Um, there was a Japanese version and then American version. The American version just left out a few scenes, to be honest. It wasn't a whole lot different. So my initial reaction to this one, the things I like about it, so Angulosaurus is a monster, is the villain that Godzilla fights. And this is his first appearance, which is kind of cool because he's in a lot of the later films, like Mechagodzilla and some of those. And, you know, I'm always like, where did he come from? Has he ever been in any of the other ones? And he's actually in the second one here. So this is his first appearance, which is pretty cool. So I do like that. You know, there's some, there's definitely some good fight scenes. And then the ending scene is really cool as well. 
I think maybe there's parts of it where compared to the first one, so the first one showed a lot of destruction, wasn't a whole lot of, there was story and dialogue, but not too much of it. It was about half and half between dialogue and Godzilla actually destroying things. In this one, there is a lot of dialogue. So it can get quite boring throughout the middle of it. It's kind of with those ones where you kind of fall in and out of throughout the middle. I think um, I fell asleep in this one. Yeah. And then we had to rewatch it because I sure. had fallen asleep. Yeah. yeah, I agree. It was late at night too, but yeah. I w- definitely did not hold my attention mm-hmm. like the first one did. Yeah. So do you mind if we get right into the rubric? Because yeah, I sure. feel like yep. that's going to open up more conversation. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Godzilla's screen time in this. I feel like there was so much going on with the side stories, I really, no, he definitely was there because he had to fight the other monster and then they had to fight him. Mm-hmm. Not in the beginning. Maybe he right. at the end, like the middle and the end, yep, yeah, you got more of Godzilla, but there was kind of a slow beginning. But here's the funny thing is, we're going to get into movies where that's exactly what happens, but I don't feel that, oh God, where is Godzilla? I don't mm-hmm. care about these people. Mm-hmm. I never get that in the later ones. This one was honestly... I'm going to be interested the rating we get because I honestly thought this one fell flat. I'm surprised they Mm -hmm. were. I'm thankful they were able to get a, they were able to get three and four and five and six, you know, and just Mm -hmm. go on from this because this one was just such a dud to me. But yeah. um, So as far as that, yeah, he was on screen, but it wasn't memorable. Mm -hmm. And I think when we get to the next one of his appearance, we're going to talk about that a little bit more. They definitely changed Godzilla's look in this one. They did. Yep. And I don't think for the better. Mm-hmm. Compare Godzilla 1 to Godzilla 2. We had said earlier that Godzilla looks very prehistoric. He looks like that, you know, kind of that weird combination between a T-Rex and a lizard and some other prehistoric figure. This one, he kind of has more human eyes. Mm-hmm. He almost has a nose that's like a human. Mm, it's, it's a little more, more flat. Yeah, more it's like not that type of dinosaur face his face his eyes you see the whites of his eyes he's very human mm-hmm. looking and i don't understand why they did that it wasn't like he had human characteristics it wasn't like he knew not to do certain things and to do other things that he later does in the series where he kind of keeps certain people okay because they're good people i don't know what they tried to do with this one i don't actually like his look mm-hmm. i think he's pretty creepy looking because they tried to make him look so human so the question like his appearances yeah, he was on the screen from the middle to the end. I guess that's good. You know screen what I time, mean? Yeah. I guess he had a fair amount of screen time, though. I definitely saw him enough to be like, Ugh, God, I don't like his look. But I definitely yeah. think he was on the screen enough. I think what he think? was. Yeah, I think he was. So in this one, which is a little bit different than the first one, too, not all of the characters carry over, at least from what I remember from watching this film. So this one, I believe, was just co-directed. By yeah, yep. He was a co-director. Yeah. So I think that had a big part in it. Mm-hmm. First one, you had strong characters. You really did. Did. And the second one, you kind of lose some of that, mm-hmm. which I think was one thing I wasn't a big fan of in the second one. Characters are a big thing in Godzilla, really, because he's destroying all these things. Like, you got to have some sort of sympathy for someone, that, you know. Right. And in this one, I didn't really feel that. You know, he was fighting a lot, but I guess you didn't really feel sorry for anybody or no. anything, you know. No. So, okay, so we did Godzilla, so Godzilla screen time, I'd say yeah. I guess so, yeah. yeah. From he, what he I remember. He was definitely on it. I think he was. So, but the appearance of Godzilla, I think he was awful. Yeah, and you know, I was looking at different angles of him too, and I think if we were to really look into it, I bet they probably used the same suit they did in the first one or something very similar. 
But I don't know. Um, why think, did they mess up the face? I think they just did a bad job at some of the angle shots that they did of him. Yeah, but if you look, so if you do go online and look up Godzilla 1 versus Godzilla 2, it, they are different. They do look they a do, different, yeah. Again, the second one looks very human. His mm-hmm. nose looks like a human mm-hmm. nose. And I just don't know why they thought that. Maybe they were just experimenting. Maybe, but yeah. But I don't like, I don't like mm-hmm. the whites of his eyes. I don't, again, yeah. it'd be different. Like, so which we'll get into later, like King Kong, they tend to make more, you know, humanistic, his eyes and everything. But you kind of like King Kong. He's not a yeah. bad guy. He got pulled out of, you know, his home. They took him. They kidnapped him. Do you have more sympathy with Godzilla in this one? Like, no, he's just Godzilla. He's not, he's not doing anything different. He, yeah. I don't really have sympathy for him. But again, his nose is completely different. Yeah. It just looks too human to me. So I honestly I would vote no for his appearance. Yeah. I think this is the worst appearance he's ever had. And I'm mm-hmm. so glad in the third one they're like, Yeah, that didn't work. Yeah. Let's let's Yep. I agree. Scrap that. So villain. What did you think? I don't even remember the villain as well. So okay, so Godzilla fights him and then they are like, Okay, well now we gotta get rid of Godzilla again. I don't know what do you think? Yeah, so Because this is the first one, obviously, right? The first one they didn't ha- he didn't have a monster he was fighting. The second one he did. Right. Unless we say the professor was the monster. But that was more of an interesting fight between humanity and this monster. And who was actually worse? Like the sure. professor, did he create yep. something that was actually worse and make him more of a monster than Godzilla, who was just like reacting? Yeah. Well. Doesn't he look like a possum? He does, yeah. yeah. Or, or an armadillo. Or an armadillo. Armadillo, yeah. yeah. He actually does a decent amount. Of, it's actually a pretty good match. I remember... I don't know if you remember, but at some point during the movie, we're like, you know what? This is actually a pretty good matchup for Godzilla. Yeah. He actually does a pretty good job against Godzilla. Throughout the whole movie, it's neck and neck. It, it's never like one-sided, mm-hmm. I feel like, mm-hmm. which is pretty good. I mean, I like him as a villain, to be honest. Okay. I, I don't know. I think as far as the first villain against Godzilla, honestly, I think he does a good job. He holds his own for sure. And I think he's a good villain. I think there's there's going to be some we talk about where we're like, yeah, the villain's yeah. okay or whatnot. Honestly, I think he's a good villain. Yeah. I really okay. do. Well, there's, it's, it's cool that it is the first villain. Mm-hmm. And then obviously they still have to get rid of Godzilla, though, because he is the number one villain right. to Tokyo. Yeah. It could also be like a 0.5 if you wanted to, because as far as a villain, like some of the later ones, the villain is actually almost like a weapon. Yeah. Like when you start talking about like the Mecha Godzillas, like he is such a villain that he could actually destroy the world on his own. Mm-hmm. I don't think Angler could do that. Mm-mm. But no way. As far as fighting Godzilla, I think he's a good villain. Mm. So, mm-hmm. so story. So this one's interesting because this is another love triangle. Yeah. So it's got the main girl. So her boyfriend's a pilot or her fiance. Yep. And he's the one who's doing all these like air raids and they're trying to like mm-hmm. check out, you know, what's going on. But then they find Godzilla and they've got to like attack Godzilla. Yep. And then his best friend is like another pilot and you don't find out till like the middle, but I think he's in love with her too. Mm-hmm. And it kind yeah. of goes back to that unnecessary love triangle that you're like, I don't understand what this did for the story. Yeah. So honestly, the story, you know, it's so funny out of all the Godzillas, this one just plummets on my list. Like mm-hmm. I just don't. So for my whole thing was, I'm just excited to see Godzilla. And then I see his horrific face mm-hmm. that's like a human. And I'm like, I am not happy to see Godzilla here. Mm-hmm. So for me, the story was just like unnecessary. It was kind of trying to recreate the first one a little bit. Agreed. That it's with just different like, characters. Yeah, with different characters. Yep. 
no one was interesting like the professor you had the kind of whiny little girl who was Mm -hmm. helping the pilots navigate another thing too is like when you get into some of the characters well let's let's go to the next one characters Mm -hmm. i kind of say this is a no as well because in a lot of times it'll show kind of the main characters with like the head of military or whatnot and they're like oh no like that's a little like yeah they're like kind of watching the destruction, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. they're not actually coming up with any type of plan. Right. You know what I mean? Like when we get into the next one of King Kong, they have so many strategic plans that yeah. they just keep trying to do yeah. and do and do. Yeah. And this one, they're kind of just watching things go down. Yeah. You know? They're really lucky with how yeah. they got away with this they the are second actually, one. Yep. Yeah. Pure luck. So yeah, I would agree. So story, no. Characters, no. Now destruction, probably yes, until he gets to that like ice the the antarctic not antarctica where, well, where does he go it's just like completely filled with ice technically i think it eventually turns into monster island okay. into the later versions okay. it's an island yeah so, but at that point though it's nothing it's just a big ice cap that he's standing on and they defeat him so but yep. i would say in the beginning when he's actually fighting the other monster yeah there's a bit of destruction but then like the other part is like nah. destruction like throughout the city i'm trying to think if they have much i don't think so there's a bit there's a bit. But it, like I said, at the Not end... Not anything that I remember, though. No, nothing that really, like... Yeah. A lot of the action... So, again, at the end, when the pilots are shooting against Godzilla, they're on that ice cap, and it's not near anywhere where other people are living. Right. It's, it's just destroying that yeah. heart. So, uh, you could maybe say a point five because when he is with the monster, they are kind of disrupting a little bit of buildings, but it's not anything close. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to give it one for destruction. Do you want to give it a zero? I mean, I would just say in, in the span of the ones we're going to do, I mean, he <laughs> destroys cities. He That's what I mean. He destroys poor Tokyo. Yeah. In this one, I don't really remember much no, of that. No, I don't. So I would say no. Okay. Nope. Soundtrack. I don't even remember. You know, some of them aren't going to really have much of a soundtrack, no. to be quite honest. Well, we gave the first one had this. No, I think we should because the second, like, it does get into a bit more of a soundtrack, especially when they get into the 60s. Okay. It is kind of cool how they incorporate changes in music. True. Yeah, the era. the genre, and they kind of incorporate it into Godzilla. I actually find that very fascinating. Okay. So this one, nope. Again, this one is just kind of a runoff. Yeah. Okay. Um, yep. No, that's fine. Uh, how are the fight scenes? I would say between him and the armadillo. That's what I'm going to call him. Yep. They're very good. I think they're good. Yeah. Yeah. I think the fight scenes get one. I'm particularly a fan of the fight scene at the end where yes. he's on the island and they're trying to create this avalanche to cover him up with and freeze him over. Well, then that's a perfect transition to the next one. How well does it align with the series? I think it aligns great because of the good. third one, he comes out of the ice. Yep. So it, it is kind of a nice setup. And it's like we said before in the first one, they just kill Godzilla and then, oh, there's another Godzilla. You know, there's other ones. But he doesn't die. He just gets buried in right. the ice. So it, it does set up the next one. So yeah, I will give it a yes for that. And then how effective is the end scene? I'd say that's very effective because they just, they haven't destroyed him, but they've stopped him. Right. Yeah. For the time being. Yep. I agree. So this is a, a five out of 10. And I would agree with that. Yeah, I would too, actually. I would agree with that. Yep. Um, so obviously this one was a shorter review than the first one, but again... It's definitely a worth seeing. Sure. But it's going with very low expectations. It's just, it almost feels the most out of place with all the other ones they did. Mm -hmm. It's almost like the, not lazy, but it's, it doesn't even feel like the same vibe. Like 
in the rest of them, it's a lot of the same characters you've seen in the first one are in these other ones and they keep reappearing, which is one of the things we really like is that all these other characters that were in the originals come back, but they play other characters. So you're kind of like, oh, I remember that guy. Oh, that's cool. He's playing a bad guy in this one now. Mm-hmm. Um, and Godzilla just keeps getting better and better and better, better, like the way they make him look, his monsters get better. So if anything, it's a good setup to the next one. Yeah. No, I would agree with that. Okay, so the next one is Ooh. King Kong versus Godzilla, 1962. And it's almost like they were like, oh, the second one was so crap. Let's make it really epic. And then they're like, oh, how about Kong versus Godzilla? Yeah. And that, to me, is one of the best matchups ever. It is a good matchup. It really is. Didn't we see somewhere when we were looking up King Kong that they tried to do a Batman versus King Kong? Oh, yeah, they're out there. Yeah, that's yep. amazing. I love his villains. Yeah. His, it's amazing. But I think King Kong versus Godzilla. So that's why I'm terrified. I'm absolutely terrified to see what happens in this new one. I mm. think it's going to be a disaster. Mm-hmm. But it could be good. It could, it could be. But do I think it'll be as good as this King Kong versus Godzilla? Absolutely not. No way. So no what way. year did this come out, Josh? Okay, so this came out in 1962. You know, same director. And the description is, a newspaper and television station funded by a pharmaceutical company want a sensation, which happens to be the discovery of King Kong on an island. He is captured and brought to Japan, where he escapes from captivity and battles Godzilla. Yeah, it's a fantastic film. Pretty much it in a nutshell. That's a great description, actually. I really like it. So yeah, it's it's pretty cool. I, I actually like that it is a newspaper. Or, well, they're a news station, right? And news they station, want the yep. newest, biggest, sure. best thing. And I think even the the guy, I don't think he owns it, but he like manages it. And he's like, I'm so sick of Godzilla. I mm-hmm. want another monster. Yeah. And yep. they say, oh, well, actually, there's this being. There's this, this monster on this, this island. island the skull, yep. Is it Skull Island that they refer to it or is well, it something else? they don't refer to it as Skull okay. Island. That's the, the name that they take from it nowadays, but it, right. it is just an island. An island, yeah. yeah. And, uh, oh, okay, it starts with the berries. It does start with the berries, yep. So these berries are found on this island. It cures everything, right? Like it cures, I don't know if it cures cancer, but it, it, it's a, it's supposed to be like this ancient berry yep. that helps with health and wellness, mm-hmm. but it's obviously very scarce because these island people don't want to give it up. And then right. we find out they don't want to give it up is because it actually makes King Kong almost drunk. Yeah. And he leaves them alone. Pass out. Yeah. Yep. And he leaves them alone. Mm-hmm. So very cool. It, it's a great setup. Great. This one's a great cast. Very funny. Mm-hmm. Comical. Yeah. You've got these main characters who, you know, they come in, they're funny. They're, they're, <laughs> they're going to this island. They have no idea what to expect they don't i don't think they actually believe in kong they don't know that it's kong they right. just know that it's some type of monster or god that these people worship mm-hmm. and they go there the two guys and they're gonna because they're working for the network and when they get there i love the part where these people are like doing all these like well they're kind of like rituals really and they, they yeah. do these dances yep. and these chants and I mean, I would be terrified if I was standing there and all these people were chanting. Just like, I don't know what they're summoning. I'm really scared. But it's great because they kind of think it's a joke. And then remember, all of a sudden, the lightning starts to go mm-hmm. and a lot of noise happens. And then I think they hear Kong yell mm-hmm. and they immediately fall to their knees. And they're just like, I don't know what's going on, but just start praying. <laughs> like, yep. you know, just. And don't forget, we're skipping the opening scene, which is this weird radioactivity within the ocean. 
the water starting to heat up for some reason. Right. Something's heating up the water. That's right. You know, the army goes to investigate and they got helicopters, they got a submarine. They find this iceberg that's having some weird lighting source to it, you know, almost like a blue glow to it. So they start investigating it. Lo and behold, once they get close enough, they see Godzilla break out of the iceberg, which is a fantastic transition from Godzilla Raids Again, the second movie, where they bury him in an iceberg. Yeah. So this perfect. is kind of his awakening. That's a great opening scene mm-hmm. of Godzilla. It really is. Yeah. It really is. Okay. Do you want to get into the rating? Because that yeah. might. Yep. Okay. But that's a great connection from the second. And mm-hmm. that's what makes the second one kind of cool that they, yeah. they took off from it. So yes. Just... Yep. Okay, so Godzilla screen time. I mean, I think pretty yeah. good. You really see a good. bit of Kong. Kong. What I like about it is oh, that yeah. Kong shares it. Because I feel like when you're watching this one, you, you don't just want to see Godzilla. You want to see King Kong, mm-hmm. too. You do, yeah. So is there a lot of... Godzilla screen time is great, but I have to add on to this that so is Kong. Sure. And I really yep. wanted to see a lot of him, too. I would say, as far as this one, it would be more of a monster screen time because yes. both of them, yeah. I mean, as far as the second one, like I said, there was a fight scene, but then it was just really boring dialogue. There really isn't any boring dialogue in this. Mm-mm. Like, it's a lot of cool fight just... scenes, and if anything, the dialogue is hilarious. And what I love, too, about talking about um, monster screen time, I love when King Kong gets thrown into Godzilla's environment because he's like, where the heck am I? Mm-hmm. And that's why the first time they fight, he's not very strong. Mm-mm. He doesn't really know what he's doing because he has no idea where he is. He's used to being on the island. He gets drugged by those berries, and they actually like, take him by boat, right? Mm-hmm. He has no idea. He's never seen Right. Japan. He's never seen this. He doesn't. I don't think he's ever seen another monster. I don't think so either. Yeah. So he's. So actually, Godzilla kind of has an advantage. He does. Right from the get go. Yeah, he does. And he's like, what the heck is this? He's kind of running around. He's trying to get used to the environment. It. He's almost like, yeah. So I, I think it's a great screen time. Screen and I like time, that they definitely. play off of that. Um, The appearance of Godzilla. Back I love to how being he looks. prehistoric looking. He's got a little bit more of a bulgy eye. Right. And a little um, bit more of a longer nose yes, too, which I like. Got to get back the nose like he yep. had in the first one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he looks more like prehistoric, but he looks more of that caricature of Godzilla that we all kind of know and love that. I think that's what finally like, yep. Then they start playing off this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, they definitely update him a bit. And then King Kong obviously looks like King Kong. Yeah. Yeah. No, he so. looks pretty good. He should be smaller, you know, just mm-hmm. more compact. Um, and again, I love that it's two guys in uniform. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Villain King Kong. Yeah, but so is Godzilla because yeah, they bring true. the truth is they bring King Kong in at the end to fight Godzilla because Godzilla again is just making destruction, making a problem. So really, King Kong is trying to kind of help. Well, he doesn't mean to help people, but he's kind of brought in and he's like, "Well, I got to beat this guy." So I would almost say again, the villain is not. King Kong, the villain is Godzilla again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As always. Yep. In this one, he seems like the truest villain. Mm-hmm. Because I don't feel like anybody out, they're not talking about, oh, we're going to do a nuke. We're going to do this. They're like, oh, how are we going to do this? Oh, you know what? We're going to get this other monster to fight him. Right. Yeah, no. And it's all because of him. Yep. He's definitely a villain so in he, this. In this sense, to me, he's the truest villain. Yep. Story? I love the story because so there is a side story. This one business guy, again, I don't know his name, but he's a businessman and he's supposed to go on a trip. He's supposed to take a plane. 
his girlfriend is at home and she's reading the news about, you know, Godzilla is coming to town. I forget the name of the town, but get out of here immediately. You know, whatever you do, don't go to this area. So she's like, oh no, my husband was going there. So she leaves the apartment and she goes on the hunt for him. And lo and behold, a few hours later, he comes home and the neighbor sees him. She's like, I thought you were dead. Mm -hmm. He's like, well, what do you mean? She's like, well, you know, the plane plane and everything that's going on, the plane crashed. And he's like, oh, no, I missed my flight. I had to work late. So now he's got to go back and try to find her into, you know, the Mm -hmm. crime scene of where Godzilla is. So there's that whole story. (laughs) Um, And then also, too, I think... His girlfriend, she has a brother who's inventing this super strong wire that can be used for God knows what. And and that's another story, too, where he's got this. It's like as thin as floss. Yeah. But it's it's so strong that it can hold King Kong. Right. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I like that whole side story. Mm -hmm. I think it works. It's funny. It's fun. They're they're very likable characters. So our favorite scene. is when the boyfriend comes back and boyfriend or husband I can't remember I think it's a boyfriend he comes back and the neighbor goes oh my god I thought you were dead and he's like no and of course he didn't bother to call but maybe you know I'm thinking in 2021 where he could just text her and say hey I didn't get on that plane that just blew up no he can't and maybe he didn't even get the news that that plane crashed right so he's just like what are you talking about like a plane crash no I just missed my flight like Mm -hmm. why are you upset so then this (laughs) this mother and her child come through and they're leaving town and she goes well why are you so obviously the neighbor who who saw the boyfriend was like oh i thought you were dead your girlfriend's went to go find you she goes well why are you leaving and then it goes right to the kid and he's like well godzilla and that is our favorite scene of all time and we will say it as much as we can uh hopefully that kid made many more appearances in movies he is just so great but um all he wants to do is see Godzilla, yeah. but he's so smart and matter-of-factly like, oh, lady, we're leaving because of Godzilla. Yeah, obviously. haven't you watched the news? Yeah, obviously. <laughs> so uh, it is It is such a great scene, but likable characters. I liked everyone. No one annoyed me. No one yeah. was too much. I love the two guys that go to the, um, I'm just going to call it Skull Island because that's mm-hmm. what we know wherever Godzilla. Monster or, Island. Monster Island, where King Kong is. They're great, trying to be very respectful to the natives, but they're also like, oh, I don't believe this until they see Kong. And then they're like, okay, I totally get why you uh, do these dances and the rituals to keep them away. There's also the octopus. Oh, yeah. Yes, the octopus, which is fantastic. So there's this scene where um, one of the, the... the little boys the locals the locals the little boy runs a kind of run you know he's just, they're just living their life on the island and basically they constantly get like interrupted by these monsters and one of them was an octopus which was an actual octopus that they just kept filming the octopus like move its tentacles and it was just really cool but they mm-hmm. made it look like it was invading look the town. legit yeah no it was so great yeah so it's attacking and then obviously king kong comes and gets the octopus to basically keeps beating it up until it, it goes away and, and actually saves the people it, then they have all the berries laid out and it eats it and they it falls asleep and that's when they capture it but there's some cool scenes in it so again it's not just enjoying and loving this movie for godzilla but also king kong if you love king kong which we both do very much this was such a satisfying film mm-hmm. um, again that's why i have very low expectations for the next one because this was so well done. It gave equal amount of time to monsters you absolutely love. When they do duel at the end, I mean, they duel in the beginning, and obviously King Kong's like, I don't know what's going on. I'm going to run away. But then when he's like, gets more confidence, he's like, I'm going to beat you up. I don't want either of them to destroy each other because I yeah. love them both. And they're pretty evenly matched, really. So that kind of gets into the next category of characters. 
I think the characters are great. I love when they first come to the island、mm-hmm. to find Kong. You got these Japanese people. They got these cigarettes that they're trying、mm, to like sell off. That's how they to get the into the locals. What they want is they want access to the island.、And、the locals are like, absolutely not.、Mm-hmm. Like you're gonna have no access here. You don't belong here. You don't、mm-hmm. live here. So then they have this radio, which you know the locals don't even know what a radio is、mm-hmm. or sound, and they start playing music on the radio, and then they start pulling out these cigarettes. Locals don't know what cigarettes are, and they're like, oh yeah, oh you guys brought all these great things to the island. Yeah, sure, you can have access to it. I mean, even the little kid that runs into the octopus grabs a cigarette, and、yeah. he grabs two, and his mom takes one. Right, and it's like, oh dear. So totally, but you know, you have to appreciate the time. Is it right? No, but is it interesting that that time they were totally okay with making those jokes? Yeah, it's yeah. kind of fun to see. Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. So, so characters for sure. Characters were great. great. Characters. Everybody was great. And what's really cool is, th- so the two guys that were on the island, they learned that there's this whole ritual and this drum that helps King Kong fall、mm-hmm. asleep after he has the berries. Yep. And that actually comes in handy when King Kong comes to Tokyo, and they need to get him to fall asleep and to kind of calm down. And they do the same drum thing. So it's a very well done film. Yep. Next is destruction. Boy, I mean, so that was the one I brought up that they actually destroyed that monument, and they, somehow they messed up the scene the first time, so they had to rebuild it. They basically just tear everything apart together. Yeah, to almost show each other who's stronger. Yep, they do actually. Yeah, there's some great destruction scenes. Pretty sure he takes a girl out of like a train. Yes. Okay, so that's one thing. The girlfriend. Literally finds trouble everywhere she goes. I'm not a fan of that. Where like, sure, oh, yep, yep. everywhere she goes, tragedy happens, and the guy has to save her. Okay, that's fine. But that is literally this film. Not only does she get on the wrong train, and she's being followed by Godzilla. Well, then King Kong comes around and grabs her, and they have to save her again.、Mm-hmm. She's had a tough week. So she has, yeah, she has had a tough week, but it is cool because it plays off of King Kong, right, climbing the Empire State Building. It's kind of that same thing where he grabs her again. So they're a governmental like, building, exactly. So they're kind of playing off of King Kong. Yep, which is fun. Yep. So destruction, definitely, yes. Yeah, I would say soundtrack. Actually, I love the soundtrack because it's not just the actual soundtrack, but it's also the tribe. Yes, that plays、yep. the drums, and they get King. Like I said, they get King Kong to kind of calm down, and then they have all these chants and stuff. And I mean, from an outside perspective, it's absolutely terrifying to hear it because you're like, "What are they summoning? What's going on?" Yep. But this is where they start showing those people on the island. We're going to get into Mothra later, but they have their own. This is how they kind of keep the monster happy and at、mm-hmm. bay. Is they do these type of songs and rituals and dances, so it's not just the music that you hear when Godzilla comes. It's also the music that these people create. Yep. So I think it's I think it's really well done. And another thing I'll just bring up quickly too, while、well, it's on my mind. So this is one that we had on VHS tape, <laughs> and me and my brother used to watch this over and over and over again. So this is definitely one that I've seen. I mean, more times than I should have probably. Helps with how much I know about、mm-hmm. it and kind of what it means to me as well. Okay, so how are the fight scenes? They're fantastic. Yeah, they're great. I would say right with destruction. Actually, seeing King Kong and Godzilla fight each other, it was so well done. That's again, I'm going to say that's why I have hesitations about the upcoming film. It was、yeah. so well done. Do we really need to do it again? I doubt it. Yeah, we'll see though. Maybe it'll maybe it'll blow my. I'm gonna go in with very low expectations for this American one. How many times have we been disappointed with a CGI monster that you're like, well, that's just a cartoon. Well, these guys aren't cartoons; they're guys、no. in uniform. Exactly. Yeah. So 
really fun to watch. So how are the fight scenes? Excellent. How well does it align with the series? I would say great because it introduces another monster. So we know there's other monsters on different islands, but it's also like you said, with the ice, he comes out of the ice. So it takes place right after the second one. Mm -hmm. I think it's really well done. And then, okay, at the end of this one. So I remember King Kong goes away in the water. He goes back home. But what happened to Godzilla? Did he also fall in the water? He did, but they don't have a sign of him. Okay, yeah, that's right. So basically, I think they both fall off the cliff, which is something I love. Me too. You don't know who won. Now, you don't see Godzilla because you could assume, okay, no, Kong won, actually. He beat him, and now he's going back to his home. You could think that, but you could also think, well, actually, it was probably a tie. Mm -hmm. They both kicked each other's butt, and now they're both leaving. Right. I don't know, but basically, um, they both fall in the water, and you see Kong go off into the distance, and you just see like a bunch of bubbles go up, and you know, like, Probably Godzilla's just going underwater. He's going somewhere else. Yep. So so I give that one, as far as, as how effective is the ending scene, it is great, but there's no clear winner, mm-hmm. which is fine, mm-hmm. but I, I just give it a 0.5 because it's effective, but it's not effective in a sense of who wins. Exactly. So I give the, the ending scene a 0. 0.5. I, I agree with that. To where it kind of goes half with Godzilla mm-hmm. and half with it King Kong. It leads it to almost you think they're going to fight again. Right. Yep. And it would be real. What I think would be cool with this new American one is if they did like, no, no, they've already fought. This is their second round. Yeah. That would be interesting, but I don't think they're going to do that. I give it a 0. 0.52. Okay, cool. So Whoa. that one got a 9.5. And I would agree. Which- I think I would it's agree. amazing. I and mean, again, this is why we're very not optimistic about the remake because yeah. it is so well done. It is a good one. Good characters. Good. Oh, the monsters look great. The fight scenes are fantastic. They are. King Kong literally shoves a tree down Godzilla's throat. Hell it's yeah. so good. <laughs> the fight awesome. scenes are fantastic. Once, yep. once um, King Kong gets used to his surroundings, he really goes all out. Yeah, he does. Mm-hmm. Okay. So number four on our list is... Mothra versus Godzilla, nineteen sixty-four. Mothra, mm-hmm. Mothra is the greatest of all yeah. time. We so, love Mothra, so cute. Yep. And honestly, I think, which is funny to say, compared to King Kong, I think Mothra could kick Godzilla's ass. Well, I think Mothra is the king of the close. monsters. Yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, Mothra's yeah. Godzilla's never been able to defeat Mothra. Mothra just dies of old age. Right. Yeah, yeah. it's true. That's true. So we get a wonderful cast in this one. We yeah, we do. Back to the... Kind of um, back to a good cast. Back to a good cast. We got kind of the fun villains who just are money-oriented and don't care about anybody else but just making money, and then they get theirs in the end, right? They get completely... I think a building falls on top of them. Like, it's just great. Um, likeable characters, likable story. Um Mothra's fantastic. We get to this is the first time we get introduced to the fairy twins who are wonderful. Mm -hmm. I think we were singing their song the entire time. They do these great chants. They have beautiful voices. They Mm -hmm. show up in later ones. Um, They're phenomenal. I love the the fairy twins so much, and they're and they're good. They're such good people, but humanity lets them down. Like when they're like, "Hey, can you help us get the egg back?" And they're like, "Well, we're gonna try." And then they fail, and they're like, "Well." Thanks anyway, but now your your island is going to be destroyed. Thanks for trying. Um, I love Mothra. There are too many good things about this. It's funny because I love Godzilla versus King Kong, but now I'm wondering if I love Mothra versus Godzilla. Well, so uh, same director. Yes. Um, and the synopsis goes as a typhoon washes ashore 
a gigantic egg that's claimed by greedy entrepreneurs near Nagoya. They refuse to turn it to its rightful owner, Mothra, as Godzilla washes ashore from the same typhoon. Exactly. Unless, you know what? That's giving entrepreneurs a bad name. Let's just call it corporate. Yeah, corporate. corporate. Definitely corporate. Yep. Entrepreneurs. Good. We love small businesses. Corporates. Yeah. They're trying to just take advantage of it. Yep. So you've got this incredible egg comes across the island. Mm-hmm. And it starts with, so this is cool. So this is where the boyfriend from the first Godzilla comes back and he's like this reporter, mm-hmm. right? Or journalist, whatever you want to call him. He comes back and he's got this photographer and they're coming to take pictures. They're learning about what's happening. And then that's where you get these, they call them entrepreneurs. We're going to call them corporate guys, fat cats. We're going to mm-hmm. call them. They are like, oh, actually we bought the egg. Yeah. We bought the egg from the fishermen. So now... Uh, it's ours and we own it and pretty much you can't touch it because we're going to do whatever we want with it. Is there anything you want to point out about this film or do you want to get right into the ratings? I said let's get into, oh, right, into the ratings. ratings. Yeah, let's go. It's just so good. Godzilla screen time. Boy, Godzilla screen time on this one. I'm trying to think. Oh, okay. So this is cool. So how does Godzilla come up, Josh? Let's talk about that. So the main part of this movie is there's this corporate group that's trying to build some energy infrastructures, we'll say, on this land that's radioactive. And they know it's radioactive, and that's why they're trying to build energy on it is because they want to make money from that energy. Mm-hmm. So they start building, they start drilling. Lo and behold, the area that they're drilling in and that they're blowing up eventually awakens Godzilla. Mm-hmm. All the ground you know, oh, sinks in, yeah. and Godzilla just pops up. He's been under there the whole time, and that's why it's been radioactive. It's a great opening scene for Godzilla. Yep. And it isn't until Godzilla starts getting closer to the egg that that's when Mothra has to come over because sure. it's Mothra's egg. So Mothra is getting yep. very, very old. Yeah. And basically, I think the fairy twins say this is Mothra's last trip. Sure. And we should probably talk about how the egg got there. Yeah, go ahead. So the egg got there because there's this huge storm and the egg washes away from this island, which we all know is Monster Island. It washes ashore to Tokyo and that's how the egg kind of gets there. Mm -hmm. And that's why it's a thing. And now we're investigating this egg. But on top of that, as we're investigating this egg, there's also a corporate company that's also building this radioactive electric company where Godzilla arises kind of around the same time kind of happens for a reason because not only is Godzilla awakening but this egg randomly appears on Tokyo as well Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's so cool and again so this is the first time we get to meet the fairy twins as I mentioned I think they just kind of come around right like basically the reporter his photographer and It's another professor, right? He's basically helping them figure out what's going on. And they come in and they go, you have to help us get the egg to Monster Island. They're trying to get the egg back to Mothra because it's Mothra. So Mothra is going to die. And this is obviously Mothra's egg. So they come to Tokyo. They try to get this because they know this reporter and the photographer. Again, They're trying to do the right thing. They know that. And they're trying to get them to help them. Well, they try, but... You got these evil guys who aren't going to give up. They try to get the good guys help. The good guys try. They can't really help. And I think the girl even says, you can help them, right? And he's like, well, I can try. I can try to write a story. But but it's such good. It's such a good point. It's so funny. Yeah. I feel like that's what's going on now. This journalist is trying to say, listen, I can try to get the truth out there, but I don't know who's going to listen. Sure. And that's really what's happening in this film. And they realize, well, you know what? We tried. You couldn't get the egg. It's okay. We're going to go back to our island. But just so you know, like, 
bad things are going to happen to you guys. Yeah. So that's what happens there. And then I think they actually have to go to the island where the fairy twins are. And are you saying that's Monster Island? I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. So that's Monster I mean, Island. So they have to actually go and at a certain point beg them to bring Mothra because Godzilla is destroying the city. So this is after right. Godzilla comes up from the ground and they're like, we really need your help. Um, and I think like the the locals are just like, why the heck would we help you? You didn't sure. help us get the egg. And, you know, there's the photographer who's this woman who's like, you know, if if you don't help us, like, I think she makes a good argument where she's basically like, you know, what's the point of all of this? If you can't, you know, we tried our best. And if you can't help save innocent people who have sure. nothing to do with this, nothing to do with the bad guys, like, what's the point of any of this? So they agree, we're going to summon Mothra. Mm-hmm. We're going to get Mothra to go help you. But the twins do say this is probably Mothra's last trip. Right. He's not going to make it. She. I think Mothra's th- she, right? You know, She's I've, not heard, gonna I've heard it back. both ways, actually. Okay. Well, we I guess because it ends in an A, I'm going to assume it's a female. No, yeah. It's not Mothra. I've heard he in some of them as well. So, well, let's pretend. So, Mothra, he or she, the twins say he or she is not coming back. Right. But he or she will help you. And obviously, Mothra goes to the island. Now, I will mention this yeah. about Mothra versus Godzilla. And I really like Mothra versus Godzilla. But if you had seen King Kong versus Godzilla previously, where there's a decent amount of screen time for both and a decent amount of fighting for both, in this one, there honestly isn't a whole lot. That doesn't make it a bad movie. No. I think in this film, we'll see, this is the fourth film out of the series. I think they try to start to build some character development in this one. And they do a Um, good job. And they do a good job. I would say. There can be a part in the middle where it gets a little bit boring, but it doesn't get boring to the point of, I want to turn this off. Mm -hmm. It gets boring to the point of, okay, I want to see some action. And then before you know it, the next scene is they start to show something. So it lags a little bit if you're used to King Kong versus Godzilla where there's constantly action. Like every scene, they're trying to do something to stop these monsters. This one's a little bit slower. You kind of got to get into it because... It shows Mothra in the beginning, and you're like, oh, Mothra looks amazing. And then, unfortunately, Mothra kind of dies off. Yes. Very early in the film, Mothra dies off. And there's this egg, and you're kind of waiting for this thing to hatch. And it it does take a little bit of time. And then when it finally hatches, it's like this weird, two two weird caterpillars. They are disgusting. Mothra is so You're cute kind of, and fluffy, and the, these things are. You kind of disappointed a little bit. I am disappointed by look. them. Yeah, I want them to be cute and fluffy. Like yeah. So. Oh my. I guess we should go back to let's go, go back, back to, to the, the rating. Yeah. So we did Godzilla screen time. What would you say? Yes. Yeah. It's hard. He really doesn't come till halfway through the film. All of a sudden, they they go to this one area, and then they see the land start to fly up, like to literally right. unlevel itself, and then. Godzilla comes up and that's when they say, okay, we got to go to this island and beg these people to send Mothra to fight Godzilla. Because like Godzilla's going to destroy Tokyo again. It's like half time. Compared to some of them. It's like a, a 0.5. It's a 0.5, it's a 0.5 as 5. far as screen time for him, I'd yep. say. I agree. It's not really all about him in this one. Appearance of Godzilla? He looks good. He looks good. He looks very good. I have no problem good. with the appearance again, of him. I think the second one was the first one where it was like... Ugh. Yeah. Again, they tried to make him human. I don't know why they did that. This one back to prehistoric lizard yep. T Rex Godzilla villain. Um, Godzilla's the villain. I would say Godzilla's the villain for sure, but not in the sense of how's the villain, but how do they portray mm-hmm. kind of the story of the villain? I really like it because 
again, the movie is called Mothra versus Godzilla. Mm-hmm. That's what it's called. Mm-hmm. Who else is the villain? Well, the the corporate guys. It's true. And yep. who destroys them? Godzilla. Godzilla. Yeah, that's so true. It's like I have a hard time. Oh, it's so funny. He can destroy cities, but I always have the hardest time pinning Godzilla as the villain. So these guys, all they care about is money. The one guy screwed the fishermen over just to get the rights to the egg. And he comes back to the main guy and he's like, you know, this was all a scam. You scammed me out. I'm going to take my money. And he tries to take his money and go. The guy shoots him. And he's trying to get away with all the money. And he gets killed by Godzilla. So it Mm -hmm. it is. I love how they incorporate humanity's downfall. Like greediness. And yep lying and just trying to you don't care who you screw over you don't know you don't care who you hurt it's all about money and i like that that showed that and that godzilla destroyed them so to me godzilla destroyed the monster and it just comes down to it of well godzilla is also going to destroy the city so we kind of got to get someone to help but i wouldn't say godzilla is the main i like that they always incorporate a human villain in yeah. these films. Yep. And it's always the one we're against. Like the journalist is trying to get the truth out. Mm-hmm. He's trying to get, oh, well, this is what's happening. And these corporate guys are trying to say, oh, well, actually, we're going to try to get as much money as we can. We're going to take advantage of these people. So the villains are not cut and dry. They're not black and white. Right. There's different ones. I don't, I would say Godzilla's only a villain because he does destruction to the city. He literally steps on cities and that's a problem. That's the only reason he's a villain. It's but true. these actual bad guys, Godzilla actually destroyed them. He stepped on them. So what do you think as far as a villain then? A yes or a no? It's hard for me to say Godzilla is a villain, but I guess he is in this one and Mothra is the hero. Yeah. Mothra is definitely good. Mothra sure. hasn't done anything yeah, bad. Yeah, sure. So maybe... Yes. Yeah, I think it is. But what I like is that they go a step beyond the actual literal monsters. They go beyond and they say well it's actually these people too okay so also too i just want to point out as far as when we say villain in our rating system we're kind of relating to the monster that godzilla is fighting right but in this case the villain is godzilla right but what i'm saying is what we're trying to talk about is the monster that godzilla is fighting there's always a monster Mm-hmm. Except for the first one, mm-hmm. there's always a monster. Mm-hmm. So I guess what we're trying to explain is how well is that monster that Godzilla is fighting? So as far as, I know Mothra is not the villain, but Mothra is the monster that Godzilla is fighting. So how well is Mothra against Godzilla? I guess that's how we have to kind of think about the rating. I know we're we're thinking about villains as in humanity. and okay. And that's true, but... I guess what this is supposed to dictate what his is, villain is the monster that he's right. fighting. How cool, how effective, how scary is the monster? I guess that's what I meant. Mothra is not scary, but Mothra is powerful. Very powerful. I think Mothra could actually defeat Godzilla. I think Mothra kind of has, yeah. in a sense, in some of the films. Yeah. But I think there's a reason they don't make Mothra scary. Right. Like Mothra is actually a good nemesis to yep, nemesis. Godzilla. Maybe we should change this to nemesis. Yeah, maybe nemesis. You know, because that's kind of what I'm trying to I mean, even because, yeah, when we were talking about the first one with the professor, he's not evil, but he is a nemesis to sure. Godzilla. He can defeat yep. Godzilla. So I would say at the end of the day, Mothra could destroy Godzilla. Mm-hmm. Okay, so story. I love the story. 
Yeah, it has a pretty good story. It's got the egg in the beginning. It's got the journalist. It's got the twin fairies. So again, we're not always focused so much on Godzilla. We're focused on these people. And then they have to go to the island. And they have yeah. to convince the locals, please let Mothra come and help save Tokyo. And they're like, well, Tokyo let us down. Why would we help you? And they yep. convince them to. So honestly, very good characters. Yeah. It does have a pretty good story. It does. The twin fairies are the greatest. Yeah, they, they are. are the greatest yep, characters. Great. Yep. So, yeah, I would say the story's good. Characters are phenomenal. Probably some of the best, actually. So, characters like, probably yes, right? I think yeah, I think they're the best. Now, destruction. Yeah. So Godzilla has some pretty good scenes as I was looking up of him destroying the city. It's not bad. Not like um, the first one. The first one, yeah, he really destroys he the city. Really... He destroys Tokyo. This one is somehow they get him off to the, the mountainous. The outskirts of the city. Land. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I mean, again, I don't know about a ton of destruction, to be honest. No, I don't think so. I think Which it's more fine. on like, the I beach mean, and off. It doesn't make it a bad Not movie, a lot of but... destruction. Yeah. Good fight scenes, but, Good not fight a lot scenes. Of, but not like the cities. That's kind of what I'm thinking. I'm thinking of right. Godzilla 1 where he literally walks through the train, pushes it sure. off. Sure, yep. So I'd say probably no. Yeah. No, I would agree with it's that. It's just like literally barren lands that he's destroying. Right. Yep. Soundtrack, amazing. They have the Mothra yeah. theme where they Absolutely. summon Mothra. Heck yeah. can get in your head. It's probably the best song to have in your head. I love the twins. I'm so happy that they're in this film. So yeah, the soundtrack is amazing. The fight scenes. Okay. So honestly, I don't think the fight scenes are that good because it's Mothra's babies the two babies literally spewing this liquid that encases him in a white string it's not that good it's like it's not hand-to-hand combat like king kong it reminds me of like a web so they're like caterpillars right i think so king kong versus godzilla that's hand-to-hand combat sure versus this one is just kind of like they spew this stuff so i'd say no yeah i agree how what is it aligned with the series Great, because again, he wakes up from underneath pretty good. Um, the ground. At least the beginning of it starts yep. off pretty well. Mm-hmm. And then how effective is the end scene? Again, it leads to the next one. Does he fall in the water again? I think he does, yeah. yeah. And then the baby Mothra's they swim back to their island. What do they do to Godzilla, though? I think Godzilla falls in the water. Because when he gets struck with all that string, and it like encases him like a mummy. Oh, okay. So... So you think that's a good one? I think he always falls into the water, yeah. So a good end scene then, you think? I mean, or? it's like the same as King Kong. So would you say, I would say the King Kong one was good. This one is like, eh. Again, they didn't destroy Godzilla. They just almost stunned him for a while. Yeah. Same with King Kong. What did we give King Kong? A point five? Give him a point five. I would give a point, point five, five again. Again, yeah, okay. nobody destroyed thinking. Godzilla, but they did kind of silence him for a couple of years. Right, yeah. Tokyo is safe for a couple of years. All right, cool. Yeah, no, that makes sense. So with our rubric of the rating, we have Mothra versus Godzilla in 1964 rated at a 7 out of 10. Mm-hmm. I would say so. Yeah, I would say so as well. As much as you know Mothra is my favorite, but I do think that King Kong versus Godzilla is slightly better. Yeah. But I do, I do love too. Mothra. Yep. But I do think King Kong yep. is better. So what's four? Okay, so the next film we're going to be reviewing is Ghidorah, the Three-Headed Monster, which came out the same year as Mothra vs. Godzilla in 1964, and obviously the same director. And the synopsis is, 
Godzilla, Rodan, and Mothra team up to save mankind from the deadliest threat of all, a fire-breathing space monster. Nay. Yeah. So yeah, that's a pretty good description of it. This is Ghidorah's first appearance in a Godzilla movie. Is this also Astro Monster? This is or? not, no. Okay. Nope. Cut that out. Of the Cut thing. that out. Yeah, that's this another one. This is Monster Zero, though. Nope. Okay, maybe do a little synopsis of this for me. Sure, yeah. So again, this is Ghidorah's first appearance in a Godzilla film. So, so is it not with the space guys? It's where they not. Go? Okay. Is it's this, oh, this is with the woman. Maybe, I got it. let's see, throw up some artwork here. Artwork mm-hmm. always helps. Ghidorah attacks Japan for the first time. So in the beginning scene, it shows a plane and there's like some sort of weird electrical storm in the mm-hmm. sky. And this woman like jumps out of the plane. She's like a princess. Yeah, she's like yeah. a princess and she jumps out of the plane before it explodes. Mm-hmm. And she happens to land in Japan. So all throughout the film... She's telling the people of Japan of something bad that's going to happen and how they need to stop it from happening, mm-hmm. pretty much. Mm-hmm. And that's the whole story of it, really. But of course, no one listens to her. Nah, no one listens to her. So as far as Ghidorah, Ghidorah is a three-headed monster. It's made out of like this metal material. Mm-hmm. like these. Is it the- gold or metal? Or gold. Okay, yeah. No, it looks gold. It looks gold to me. Some sort of like gold material. So a meteor comes down and hits Earth. And it lands in like this crater. The U.S. military, they're kind of like, they're watching this weird rock in this canyon, waiting to see kind of what happens to it. Some of the characters from, I believe, Godzilla Raids Again, number two, are in this one. They kind of come back and they're, they're kind of just watching this meteor, not sure what's going to happen to it, not sure what it is. And at some point, the three-headed monster levitates out of it and mm. goes to mm-hmm. Japan and starts destroying do you want to go to the ratings? Yeah, Get right let's into see. That. Okay, so now I remember this. So yes, he, um, the three-headed monster makes another appearance, which is for some reason the film in my head, but this clarifies which mm-hmm. one this is. Yeah, Sure. And I believe, too, before we get into the rating system, I think this might be Rodan's first appearance. Uh, we haven't talked about Rodan yet, right? I don't think so. No. no. So the, the It looks like a bird, yeah. the hat-ish yeah, yeah. thing. So yeah. this is Rodan's first appearance. You know, he, he's okay. He's all right. He's in a lot of them. I don't know why. He's just not... There's different things about the monsters where you're like, oh, it's that monster. Sure. Rodan's like a bird. Like a... I don't know. Yeah. Nothing really special about Rodan. Right. Rodan exists. Yeah. So I don't know how much you remember about this film, but we'll go back and forth about it. I remember Mm -hmm. a decent amount of... So Godzilla's screen time, as far as I can remember in this one, it's honestly not that well. Right. A lot of the screen time is Ghidorah, which Mm -hmm. you would expect. Mm Mm-hmm. But as far as Godzilla's screen time and how effective he is, I honestly wasn't super happy with it. Mm-hmm. How does Godzilla emerge in this one? I remember when that thing comes out because they're all at that big doom. Yeah. She goes, you all have to get away from here. You have to leave. Mm-hmm. And- mm-hmm. I think he comes out of the water. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that's how some of them start out. He just comes out of the water. So we'll go to appearance of Godzilla. Um, how does he look? He looks okay. He looks the same as he did in Mothra, which we were a fan of. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm going to give that a yes because mm-hmm. he does look okay in it. He doesn't look bad. So villain, I mean, as far as the three-headed monster, like I thought he was the best part of the movie. He was. Really. No, he was. Um, and when and he comes back, he was it's definitely the villain. Yeah. 
He was definitely destructive. There's lightning. I thought he was really good in this film, actually. Which you notice he doesn't have hands. He doesn't have arms. He doesn't have arms. Yeah. Nothing. He's just three heads. And it's yeah. still pretty terrifying. It is pretty terrifying. Yep. Yeah, he's pretty scary. Yeah, he looks pretty good. So next we have the storyline. So the storyline, isn't it? This princess is supposed to come. Her plane blows up, but we find out she actually jumped off early because she heard voices that were saying princess follow us basically they saved her and then she's kind of possessed by them for a little bit and says warning everybody about this three-headed monster right but there's also these three bad guys who are constantly after them do you remember them yes i do okay the one guy wears sunglasses yeah yes i do remember that yep they're trying to kidnap her yes yeah and i think they're working for the aliens I think they are. So, yeah. yeah, these guys here, honestly, I think they're all a part of the same tribe. And I think what she tries to explain in part of the movie is that uh, her and these, I guess these three bad guys, they're from a different planet. Mm-hmm. And this planet existed millions of years ago, but yet they've been able to survive on Earth as a small group. And they've been able to adapt to Earth and kind of like how human beings are adapting to things. But now that it's come to the point to where their civilization or their planet is starting to be exposed as something, I think that's why they start coming to this woman or this princess who could expose everything to us, to the Earth, about this planet X, which it turns to be in the later films. So I think they're trying to stop her Mm -hmm. from doing this, Mm -hmm. from exposing their planet. I mean, I think the story is pretty good. It's good. It's not like, no, I, I definitely, it's got the sister who's like, I think she's a reporter. And then her brother, who's like in special forces or he right. works with the cops or he's a detective or mm-hmm. something. So so obviously in the previous film, you know, the twins are a big part of Mothra yes. and whatnot. In this film, they finally bring the twins in court. So like people actually see them and like have recognized them. And it's, well, that's it's, right. They're like on a special. Yeah. They're, they're like on, on special. TV, yep. like in a presentation and they like do their thing where you're kind of like, right. what? Yep. Yeah. yeah, they're starting to be used in this one. It's so funny. I like this one, but I feel like the three-headed monster is used amazing in Astro Monster. Yeah. So this is a nice intro to it. Sure. Yep. So as far as the story, then what should we say? Yes or no? 0.5? It's okay because like, again, it's just like the, I feel like the sister's kind of using this girl because she's part of the newspaper and the guy's kind of using her because she's some type of royalty family and he's trying to get her. So it's like... Remember, she like she's on the plane, she's waiting to land, and then she right. hears these voices in her head that basically tell her what to do, and they tell her to jump off the plane. Right. And she does them right when she jumps off the plane, the plane explodes. So they actually saved her, but then she's like possessed the entire rest of the film, trying mm-hmm. to warn people about this three-headed monster. So it's interesting. Characters. They're pretty good. Yeah. They're not as exciting as some of the ones we've watched where we really like Mothra, where we were like on their journey with them. Right. In this one, they're very likable characters. Might be a point five. Yeah, point five because they're they're likable characters, but I really don't not dislikable. But... They're not dislikable, but I'm not invested in their story versus the other one where you're just kind of like mm-hmm. I don't know. You're along with them with the journey. You totally understand the ups and sides. You understand why the people with Mothra don't want to help mm-hmm. Tokyo because they didn't help them. Right. But then they're just trying to plead like, hey, but there's all these people who have no idea what's going on and they don't yeah. deserve what's happening. This one is kind of like, I feel like the one girl is protecting this woman because she's a great story. Yeah, I don't feel like there's any type of, we're trying to help humanity here type of story. Mm -hmm. 
it's okay. They're not that memorable as some of the other ones. Some of the other ones, you're just like, I'm sure. totally following their story. Yeah. I totally like this person. I agree. Destruction. You might be better at this. Yeah, one I remember. I so Ghidorah definitely does a decent amount of destruction. But as far as when Ghidorah is actually fighting Godzilla and Mothra, they're kind of on the outskirts of the city. They're kind of like in the hills and the mountains and mm-hmm. more. Not like, in yeah. Not yeah. like in Tokyo destroying the building. Definitely not. Yeah. I don't remember much of the destruction, if there was any. So it seems like there was a lot of dirt, hills, and mountains, and that's all I they think destroyed. So yeah. yeah, from what I can remember, soundtrack. Nope, I don't think so. I don't think there was. I don't think they did any type of, especially the fairy twins. I don't think they did. They did like kind of a. Didn't we say like they did like an off? brand off version Mothra of the song. Mothra song that yeah. was like, eh, it fell short. It wasn't, wasn't like the, the powerful Mothra song they sang. Right. Yeah. Yep. How are the fight scenes? I mean, Godzilla needed help. I didn't really like the fight scene to be No, honest. and he, he couldn't do it on his own. Yeah. So I would say no. Like, you need Rodan. Right. And Mothra. Yeah, he needed a lot of help with this one. Add. So he needed three monsters. So him, Rodan, and Mothra... He needed three monsters to fight this three-headed dragon, which is mm-hmm. fine, but it's like, really, that's the all-star team? Well, and also... Should have had King Kong in there. Sure. And when it came down to Ghidorah finally being defeated, honestly, it was because of Mothra's web. Yeah. Mothra webbed the, the whole most powerful. thing. Mothra so really is like, the king or queen so, of the monsters. I mean, Mothra really almost could have taken it by yeah. itself. If it they do to. make Mothra very powerful. Yeah. So I'd say... No, fight scenes are okay. It, it, you know what it is? If Maybe if Astro Monster hadn't come out, we wouldn't be judging this one as harshly as we are. Right. But Astro Monster is so much better. Yeah, that's true. Than this one that I yep. think it, it just gets a low rating. Yeah. Kind of like two. It's kind of sure. it's interesting. They kind of come up with a dud first and then they're like, oh, this didn't work. So let's do it this way. Yep. And it works. Yep. How does it align with the series? To me, this one just kind of stands out as, oh, it's a Godzilla Kind of on its movie. own. Yeah. Really, it feels it? like like two. Kind of like two, yeah. If anything, again, it sets up the three-headed monster to come out later. Yeah, yep. So maybe 0.5 because he comes out later. Okay, What yep. do you think? Like Kind of like the second one where, well, it wasn't that great, but it set him up to come out of the ice and to you know reemerge that Godzilla didn't in fact get defeated, but he got kind of destroyed for the time being. Yep, that makes sense. And then how effective is the end scene? She then like wakens up and she's like, oh yeah, I'm a princess again and I'm going to go back to my home and the three-headed monster, it's, it's, it's like so neat and tidy mm-hmm. that I don't think it's that great. Right. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't, I don't think they knew where the focus was. Was it on Godzilla and the monsters or was it the, the story of this princess? Right. And I don't think it did very well. I don't think the ending was very effective. Yeah, I don't either. So 4.5? 4.5. I would agree. I don't think this one's that good. Yeah. It's so funny. It's like they do a couple really good ones and then they kind of have a dud and then they figure out what happened, why they did it wrong, and then they fix it in the next one. Yeah. Because when the three-headed monster comes back, it's like epic. Yep. Yeah, no, I think that makes sense to be honest. So next we have Invasion of Astro Monster, mm. a.k.a. So this is- Monster Zero versus Godzilla. Which, again, is the three-headed monsters. Yes, 1965. So, I'm sorry, what did the last one come out in? Uh, 64. So, 60, so literally a year later, they figured out what went wrong and did it right. Right, right. yep. So, the synopsis for this is an astronaut, Nick Adams, 
also goes to Planet X to fetch Rodan and Godzilla, lent to aliens supposedly in distress. Mm-hmm. I like that. And is it directed by... Yep, it is. Yep. Yes, Ishiro so Honda. Okay, yep, so same, same director. Um, yep. So do you want to just start with the rubric? Yeah. Yep. Let's start with the rubric. So Godzilla's screen time. I think with this one... Oh, really good, actually, yeah. because Godzilla's right in the beginning. They actually have to summon... Godzilla, they have to bring him out from the water. So this makes more sense to me mm-hmm. because they literally pull him out of the water, which is where he ended up. But he also right. ended up that way in the one before the three-headed monster. He was in the water, right? Because Mothra had defeated him and Godzilla was in the water. So the aliens pull him out. This is a very good one. So again, yeah, it, it, it kinda, is a good one. I don't know if they looked at the previous one and said, you know what? We should have did this instead. Mm-hmm. It's right on. So they do talk a little bit about aliens in the one previous that we were just talking about. Now they really go full force into mm-hmm. aliens. Right. Yep. Yeah. They and, like take it on. And where like, Ghidorah yep. came from. Exactly. Yep. They really go on forth with it. So is the screen time great? Yeah. He's actually in the beginning. So they actually have Godzilla. And is it Ghidorah? Well, it is Ghidorah, but the people from Planet X call him Monster Zero. No, okay, so I'm sorry. There's another monster they get to bring to that island, or to that planet, Rodan. Rodan. And they're supposed to stop the three-headed monster, Monster Zero. That's what I'm going to call him. So right in the beginning, they get him from out of the water in Tokyo. They bring him to the planet. He's Mm -hmm. with Rodan, too. They pull him out, and they're going to fight them. So they're right in the beginning. Oh, yeah. Right? Yep. And you've got this crazy group of aliens who you don't know whether to trust him or not. The two astronauts don't know whether to trust him or not. Right. But basically they're saying, hey, we have this three-headed monster and that's why we have to live underground. And, you know, we have this incredible invention that can literally stop every disease your country has and all over the world. But what we need from you is we need Godzilla because he has to destroy this monster so that we can go above ground and live. And they don't trust him because there's a part where the guy is able to almost like censor what they can hear. So like basically they're in like this little hub and they can't hear and they can't see anything. And I think that was the part where they were talking about water. And the one astronaut who's actually American, mm-hmm. is he Nick or uh, is that the other guy? So the blonde guy, the yeah. American is Nick. Is Nick. Yep. So that's interesting that the synopsis focuses on the American guy. Does. The other guy is our friend from the first one and mm-hmm. from Mothra. He's sure. actually the other co-astronaut. And I think they do have flags. Once they get to that planet, they put a flag down and it's the Japanese flag and the American flag because America yep. and Japan have joined together to be like, yep, we're going to discover this planet. We're going to be the first ones there. Yada, yada, yada. Peace and unity. And they go there and they're good friends. And basically they get confronted by these aliens. The aliens are saying, hey, we need Godzilla. We need your help. But they're very skeptical of them. And they're like, well... Okay, we're going to do this. But they're like, I don't know how to summon Godzilla. We don't even know where he is. They're like, we know exactly where he is. He's right here. We just basically need your permission, whatever. That whole thing, too, kind of surprised me because it's like, why do they need their permission if they could do all this stuff to begin with? But whatever. Right. Yep. But they do say, hey, we have the cure to like basically every illness, to disease, to cancer, and we'll give it to you if you give us Godzilla. So, of course, they're going to say, yeah, we'll mm-hmm. do that because they don't want Godzilla because Godzilla's only created destruction. They want to help people. So. It's very interesting. It goes into the two astronaut story. What I really like about this too is this is the first time Godzilla is ever off of Earth. Mm-hmm. So Godzilla's on planet X. So yeah. this is the first one that kind of ventures. What would happen if we brought Godzilla to space? This is right. kind of like the first installment of that. 
and it's kind of cool to see Godzilla and Rodan on a planet that has like different texture than Earth. There's no water, it's just like gray mountains, and when they first see Ghidorah or Monster Zero, they don't even know what the heck it is. Yeah. Like when they're dropped off, they're like, where the heck are we? Kind of like King Kong when he yeah. gets dropped off. Yeah. In Tokyo yep. and he's like, what is this place? I, mm-hmm. That's what I like. But there's also the scene where the astronauts leave Godzilla and Rodan on the planet and they kind of look up at them like, yep. are you guys really going? Yeah. And they feel bad about it. They're like, God, I hope we're making the right decision here. Mm-hmm. That's when I think we get more sympathetic towards Godzilla. Mm-hmm. Now, you and I have been sympathetic towards Godzilla since the first time, but that's probably because we saw the other ones later where he's actually helping humanity yep. versus the first one where he's considered a monster. But in this one, they really make it where you're kind of like, oh, guys, was that the best decision was to give over your one monster Yeah. to this planet where he has no idea where he is and he can't get back? So I think that goes to our next rating number, which is the villain the owners of planet x yeah the aliens the aliens who own uh monster zero i think they're awesome they are they're one of the best villains they really are and they hide everything they have gold they They, have tons of gold but they don't have water they also try to trick humankind but are they trying to trick them because they don't have water on their planet is that why they're after i don't that's an interesting thing because as far as how the american astronaut nick and the other astronaut the japanese astronaut they try to make it sound like this planet X needs water, and that's why they're trying to destroy us. I don't know if they're trying to make a sense of why they're doing what they're doing, mm-hmm. but deep down, I feel like, no, they don't need water. I think they're just trying to take over. I don't know, because there was the part where they were talking about water, and then they froze what Nick... Can we look up what the other astronaut's name is? Because I don't yeah, want to just sure. refer to... Because he's very important, too. Yeah, he um, is. But that's just the synopsis just focuses on Nick, which Nick is kind of an idiot anyway by himself, so... Let's look at the other guy, too, because he's yeah, actually... Like, and what's great about him is... And he's in a lot of... But what I love about him, too, is that he's got a sister, remember? And the whole backstory is that his sister is dating this inventor. Oh, sure, yeah. Who's come up with this ridiculous invention that makes this very loud frequency noise. And even his neighbor says, who would buy that? No one would buy that. Well, this group buys it. And they say, yep, we want rights to it. We're supposed to make all this money, but they haven't paid him. So he keeps investigating. Hey, have you checked out this invention? When am I going to get paid? Mm-hmm. You find out later that this invention is actually the noise and the frequency that destroys these aliens. Like they can't stand the sound. So that's why they bought the invention is because they don't want anybody hearing this or playing this. So it's it's actually pretty cool. But he's this dorky, goofy inventor that the sister is dating. And obviously the astronaut yeah. doesn't want her dating him because A, he's poor. B, Are you talking about him you want to describe or? Well, who's the other astronaut? So the, astro- Nick? the other astronaut is, so there's Nick and there's another guy, Akira Takarada. So that's probably why. He's in Godzilla 1. Yes. No, that's what I mean. This guy's been in like all yeah. of them. These are scenes yeah. from Godzilla 1 where he he's super young. Yep. Yeah. He's in Mothra and he's in later he's ones in we're talking about. He's in most of them. Yeah. yeah. So next is story. So villain. Villain for sure. Yeah. Great. Yes. But it's not just the three-headed monster. It's the aliens. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So then story I think is really good. So Me too. just going back, there's not just the story of... The three-headed monster and Godzilla. There's and the aliens trying to take over and maybe right. trying to get our water supply. 
it's also this story about so Nick falls in love with as stupid one as of the, it sounds it's still a good story it though. is no Nick falls in love with one of the women who is actually an alien and she falls in love with him and, yeah but it's not that corny melodramatic that we got from the first two where we're like oh right. what is this this is really like oh no she's supposed to take over him but she's like oh I kind of like humanity I mm-hmm. kind of like this guy and he likes her too and she basically helps him too and then you've got this other story of this dorky inventor and the sister of one of the main astronauts and he comes up with this invention that nobody wants but really you find out it's the one that can destroy the aliens it's a great story forgot about that yeah no that's what i mean it comes full circle so you actually care about these other characters not just what's going on so yeah he creates this invention of a really loud sounding Mm -hmm. it's a horrible invention yeah yeah, and his neighbor says who would ever want that? What need would we ever have? Well, actually, it's the need to save humanity. Right. Because what happens is eventually he gets captured by this group that he sold the invention to, and he finds out that the jail he's in is soundproof. And mm-hmm. he can't figure out why yep. are the bars soundproof? Why are the walls soundproof? What is this? And then Nick actually gets thrown in there too, and they figure out, oh, they don't like sound. And then sure. he plays that invention, and they all start like going to the ground. They can't stand it. And then they realize, oh, no, this is why they wanted it. Is because this is the one thing that would kind of weaken them. Yep. So no, this one is very epic. This is not just monsters. This is space in, you know, the planet. Yep. So stories, yes. I would say characters next. That's a yes. yes. We pretty much covered that. The characters, they're all different. Yeah, I would say. Destruction is next. Well, they do fight on the planet, but they do fight back on Earth. And I think it's almost like they kind of get away from destroying Tokyo. It's always like they're getting closer to Tokyo. Right. I mean, as far as all these go, there's always a scene of them like running through Tokyo. Uh, Ghidorah mm-hmm. definitely goes through Tokyo in this. Honestly, any of the ones that we're going to do from here on out, it's really hard to relate them to the first one, mm-hmm. where to me is complete destruction of Japan. Mm-hmm. People are in stretchers and dragged out. I mean, really, none of them really even showed that. Mm-mm. It's going to be hard to relate. showing it. people dying. It did. It yeah. did. Which is okay. No, no, I'm just... okay with that. But in the first one, they really show people died. Right. People got, homes got destroyed. In yep. these ones, it's like, well, some buildings got destroyed, but everybody got out of them. Right. Yep. Yeah. So. I would say 0.5. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Soundtrack. Yeah, I mean, it's it's also got great maybe soundtrack and sound effects. Mm-hmm. Good soundtrack. Um, it kind of plays off the, the original that we know. Yep. How are the fight scenes? I mean, he's fighting the three-headed monster. Yeah, I mean, I think the fight scenes are pretty good. You first see him on the planet fighting, which is pretty cool. I think I'm a fan of him more in this it's one than the previous. much better in this one, yeah. Right? Yeah. I think so. But the thing is, it's like we're not just following the monsters fighting. We're following the humans and the aliens fighting, too. Yeah. So, because they're on the spaceship that's going back to the planet. Right. And they have to fight them as well because they're realizing everything that's happening. So I would actually say there's, I would give it a good fight because it's not just the monsters anymore. It's also humans fighting this other force, which are these aliens from this planet. Okay. Wouldn't you? Yeah. It's not just that. It's not just the monster struggle. So yes on that? Mm Mm-hmm. So how well does it align with the series? Well, I think it aligns really well because it's the three-headed monster that comes out. It's Godzilla. It kind of plays right into the same tropes that we know and love. But at this point, they're kind of using Godzilla. They wake him up. So they use him more as a weapon Mm -hmm. versus him just waking up and starting to destroy everything. They kind of are like, yeah, you you can use him to do this. Again, it's getting back to the thing where you might be more sympathetic towards Godzilla mm-hmm. and not really see him as a monster anymore. 
but is a defender. Yep. So I kind of like that it's it's pivoting. It's slowly pivoting. I think so too. Yeah, because that would bring it to a 7.5. I think it's pretty good for this one. Mm-hmm. You know, the previous one that had Ghidorah, the, mm-hmm. the first film that he was in was a 4.5. I think this is definitely a solid three mm-hmm. better than it. I don't think it's the 8.5 that Godzilla and King Kong is. Mm-mm. So I think 7.5 is a pretty good rating for yeah. it. Cool. Okay. What is next? Okay. So I think actually this is the last one, I believe. And this we're one is the... Prepare the, one. Yeah. yeah. So good. It's kind of nice because we're jumping between a good one and a, you know, a better yeah, they, one. And yeah. it, So far, if you were to go back in between, we got Godzilla... 1954 is at 8.5. Godzilla rates again. We got pretty low. It's a five, mm-hmm. which is number two. Mm-hmm. Number three, King Kong Godzilla, 9.5, pretty high. And then we have Mothra versus Godzilla, which is a seven. And then we have Ghidorah, the three-headed monster, his first installment, number five, 4.5. I would agree. And then the one we just reviewed, which is Monster Zero, where he comes back and we feel like he does a bit better and that's a 7.5. Mm-hmm. So now we're going to do number seven in our list, which is Ibera, the Horror of the Deep, a.k.a. Sea Monster versus Godzilla, which is how I know it and how I've known it as a kid. Now, is he a giant lobster or a crab? He's a giant lobster. He's a giant lobster. Okay. And what a good looking lobster he is. Boy, you know... This one has some nostalgia to it for me. So tell me why is this one? So Josh revealed to me that this is his favorite. Why is this your favorite? Well, this is one of my favorites with King Kong. Okay. Because again, my mom got this for us on VHS tape and it has really cool artwork to the cover of it. You know, they just, they don't make artwork like that anymore. Honestly, it really reminds me a lot of King Kong versus Godzilla. The character development, they're comedic. You're never bored. You're always on the edge of your seat. Something's always happening. To me, this is very much like getting back to the feeling of King Kong in Godzilla 3. You know, they kind of skipped that in the Ghidorahs and the Mothras, which were good. They kind of got back to that in this one, I feel like. So yeah, I was a fan of this one. This is um, obviously directed by the same person. Let's get a synopsis here for you. Okay, so... Godzilla and Mothra put aside their differences to battle a giant crustacean, which I call a lobster, that can regenerate its broken limbs. That doesn't sound at all what happens because I would say that Mothra is just there to save the people. Mothra kind of pushes Godzilla aside. Like Mothra could destroy Godzilla, but Mothra didn't destroy Godzilla in Mothra versus Godzilla. That's true. So we're not always going to agree with the synopsis. Well, the synopsis is, it is what it is. It's it can not always going to be its right. limbs? This lobster? That's funny. Yeah. Because how does Godzilla destroy it? It rips its limbs off. It rips its limbs off. And I don't remember them growing back. But maybe it does for a later time. Maybe it does. Oh, okay. How about the synopsis? A young man steals a boat to find his brother. Mm-hmm. But he and his shipmates become shipwrecked when a mysterious island inhabited by a giant sea monster and a slumbering Godzilla. Absolutely. That sounds a little bit better. That's exactly what happens. Yep. So I always remember whenever I asked Josh about this one, I'm like, is this the one with the dance? And he's like, yeah, this is the one yeah, with the dance. Yeah, right in so the beginning, yeah. There's like a three-day three dance. dance, and it's still going. Basically, the winner, so it's in Japan, and yep. there is a... There's a dance competition, and basically it's on day three where these people are still dancing, and the winner gets a boat. 
Yeah. And the yep, one guy, mm-hmm, and the one guy wants to get the boat because he believes his brother is shipwrecked somewhere because I think his mother and father visited a medium and mm-hmm. she keeps saying, listen, your son's alive. He's not dead. You're right. He's on yep. this island. That's right in the beginning. Yep. And so he's determined to say, you know what? I don't know if she's right, but I have to find out. So he wants to get to find his brother, but he tries to go to the cops and the cops say, listen, we don't have any boats we can lend to you. We don't have any boats we can look. He's like, but I need to find out my brother. I can't assume he's dead they say we can't help you so then he's like oh there's this competition i'm gonna see if i can win a boat well it's day three of the competition he hasn't even been there for day one and these two hilarious guys they're dancing and they basically fall over and they're like oh i can't do this and he's like do you think it's too late for me to enter and they're like well you're about three days too late and for some reason complete stranger but they think hey we'll help this guy along and he wants to see boats so they're like we're gonna go take you to boats we have no idea who you are you sound a little crazy but let's take you so he takes them to see some boats. They get on this one yacht. They just go aboard it, go inside, don't, don't care who the owner is. And they go in and they say, oh my gosh, there's food. Oh my gosh, there's clothing. Wow, you could stay here for like months and you'd be fine. I wonder who the owner is. And then the guy pulls out the gun and lo and behold, it's our wonderful favorite Godzilla mm-hmm. character. I don't know his name in the first one. The boyfriend for the first one, the, the astronaut next to Nick. Mm-hmm. It's him and he's playing this guy. And he's like, oh, I'm the owner. And he pulls a gun to him. And we love it because he basically says, you guys can stay on the boat tonight, but you have to leave tomorrow versus get the hell off my boat. Right. So I don't even think it's his boat, though. It's not. And that's the funny part. He actually stole the boat. He's a thief. He stole like, what is it, $4 million or something from this like producer Mm -hmm. whose boat it is. And basically you find that out later. And you'd find that out because the guy who's trying to find his brother, when they all are asleep, he lets the boat go. And they all start sailing and he actually knows how to sail the boat and they find out, oh, wait, this guy who's pretending to be the owner of the boat doesn't even know how to sail. Mm-hmm. So they start going out. Uh, it's really cool. And basically, I think a storm comes, right? Mm-hmm. They're at sea a couple days and then they land up on this island. The boat's completely destroyed. But I do think they saw claws in the water, right? Before they crash the ship. They did. Yep. Yeah. They saw yep. some weird creature in the in the water. They yep. get a little scared, but the storm's really bad. They end up going to sea. And then they're like, basically, I don't know what this island is, but we got to we gotta get up to higher ground. We got to figure out where we are. We, and they're starving. So they're like, mm-hmm. we got to eat. And this is the one where they eat like eight bananas each. And we're like, that's, At least, that's yeah. impossible as a human. You're going to have a bad day if you eat that many bananas. But they eat that many bananas and they feel revived and ready to go. Yep. And they find out that, oh gosh, I don't know. Is it is it Japan? I don't know who it is, but there's a government group that comes in and you find out they're making nukes on the island and they're actually stealing people from Mothra's island. So is that Monster Island? Yeah, I think so. So they're stealing um, people from- The story behind this film is like amazing. It is. No, no, no. There's so much going on. They're stealing the natives from Monster Island and they're making them work to create this liquid that's basically made out of bananas, right? Yep. And what it does is- when they need the ship to go out to sea, it starts emptying these bottles of this liquid, which is like bananas. And basically the sea monster doesn't like it. For some reason, it, mm-hmm. it doesn't it want to get away. near it. Yep. So it helps protect them. But they make these people work and make all this liquid. The guys who are on the ship find out, oh, no, these people are held captive. The one girl runs away and she basically tells them what's going on. And they're trying to escape from these people in the professor from the first one is one of the bad guys. But he's mm-hmm. got a, a cool eye patch. 
with like the logo of whatever he's doing mm-hmm, on there, mm-hmm. which would be awesome. And it's yep. it's fun because the guys who played good guys in the earlier ones are bad guys in this right. one, which is kind so of fun. There's the guy who was a head of military yeah. in King Kong versus Godzilla. And uh, he's like the bad guy in this. Yeah, film. and they even make him have a very small mustache. He looks like Hitler. He looks like Hitler. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. got a very small he's mustache. He looks yep. very evil, and he's like basically trying to help them make these nukes. And nobody knows about that they're making nukes on this island. Right. So it's really cool. But basically, they hide in this cave, and they find out, oh my god, Godzilla's sleeping in the bottom of this cave, mm-hmm. and they don't want to wake him up because he's Godzilla. But then they realize he's their only hope to get off the island and to stop these guys from what they're doing and to get away from this sea monster that Mm -hmm. they can't get away from. Right, yep. So the whole thing is, is they've got to wake up Godzilla. And there's the best line in the film where, oh, what does he say? He he basically says, come on, we got to wake up Godzilla. And the one guy goes, well, Godzilla will kill us. And the guy goes, Godzilla wouldn't do that. (laughs) And you realize like that's when they've made the switch of Godzilla is not out to hurt us. Godzilla just likes to equalize. If there's a monster that's destroying Tokyo, Godzilla is going to kill it. If there's an imbalance where one monster has more power, well, Godzilla has to come out and destroy it. Yep. And that's where I feel like they make the final switch and say, no, 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 Godzilla's not against us. Godzilla's for us. He just happens to make a mess wherever he goes. But it's not his fault. Yeah, no, the story behind this one is really good. So going to the ratings? Yeah, so Godzilla's screen time, he's in a lot of it. Yeah, he is. So in the very beginning, he's really not. It's the ship. They steal the Mm -hmm. ship. They get on the island. They're running around with the locals. They finally get to the cave and they see Godzilla. And Godzilla's sleeping for a while. Right. It's a point five though, because he only comes in half the movie and then he's there the rest of the time. That's not necessarily a bad thing because the story's really good. Yeah, I was gonna say he does a lot of cool destruction like on the planet. Mm-hmm. No, when he shows up, he really shows up and he's there for the rest of the film. But the yeah. first half of the film, he's really not there. Again, it doesn't mean it was a bad thing because right. the story was so good. Yeah. In the beginning. You're right, because he's sleeping in the cave. He's sleeping, yeah. Okay. Appearance of Godzilla. I'd say he looks fantastic. He looks good. Yep. yep. He keeps that same look through. Mm-hmm. I think King Kong, I think he looks pretty good. The next like five years, he looks pretty good. So. And the villain is such a cool villain because it's... Ibarra. Yeah. It's this... He's a lobster, basically. Yeah. And he's very angry if you try to come out to sea. He'll just basically eat you. He puts his little um, crab fingers through you, and then he eats you. <laughs> what he's I love, too, monster. is every time it shows him, it does the Hawaiian music. But don't forget, he's not just the only monster. Right. These guys who are creating the nukes yeah. are bad people. Yeah, no, so, I was just saying I like <clears throat> the music they bring about. So when we get the soundtrack, yeah. it's going to be a yes. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. I remember that. So, but villains, I'd say there's more than one, and they're great. Yep. Story, I'd definitely say yes. Yes. I love the story. Again, because like we said, Godzilla doesn't even come till halfway the film, but you're so entertained by the characters in the beginning and their adventure. I'm wondering if the guy's going to find his brother. Yeah. No, you You know what I mean? Like, that's what I mean. Like, this is a good story because not only are you concerned with Godzilla and who he's fighting, but there's another backstory Mm -hmm. about, oh, is this guy ever going to find his brother? Yeah. Like, what's going on? Yep. Yep. You know? And there's also, again, the fairy twins make an appearance in this one. The whole island. Yep. Yeah. And of course, our wonderful Mothra's in it. Yeah. yeah. And Mothra looks and great. Honestly, Mothra, I think, plays a better part in this film. I agree. Than Mothra does in Godzilla vs. Mothra. I agree. I really do. I agree. Because the, the Mothra that we know and love with the cute, cuddly face dies pretty fast yeah. in Mothra versus Godzilla. And then yeah. we just have these gross slugs right. that kind of take over. But in this one, Mothra's like smacks Godzilla in the face like get out of here I don't want I don't have time for you I have to see these people Mothra just kind of owns it yeah characters Characters, great yes amazing all of them are great 
destruction. So the destruction pretty much takes place on that island. So again, I think you and I are always looking at destruction of like Tokyo. So really the first one will always take because he like destroys the city. In this case, I'd say the destruction is still good though because an island does blow to pieces. Where some of the other ones, it's like, yeah. Nothing happens to the island. Nothing really happens right. to the city. I mean, this the island is just gone. fight each other and jump in the this ocean. This is the end of that island. Yeah. They completely destroy it. So yep. yeah, you could say that's 100%. Yep. Soundtrack, like you said. Ah, very... Soundtrack's great, I think. Yeah, it's a good one. Fight scenes? Fight scenes are amazing. Are you kidding? Okay, yeah. so at the end, Godzilla pulls off both of his like lobster tail. His claws. Legs, or his legs, yeah. Or his claws, claws. yep. He literally... <laughs> throws them off and the monster runs away it's really great i feel like there's a part where godzilla catches a rock with its claw and throws it back yeah they keep doing this back and forth thing uh, but godzilla is clearly stronger than this sea monster but what i also like is that when mothra comes mothra just literally bitch slaps him (laughs) across the face and godzilla like goes out like i feel like in this one they prove mothra is the king or queen of the monsters yeah it is she she comes at the she end. comes in she can destroy them but yep. she's not interested in destroying them no. she's always interested in just saving people and it's whenever her people call on her exactly so know? the fight scenes were great but it wasn't just with a sea monster i'm saying I, it was also fun to just sure. watch mothra smack around godzilla a little bit yeah she was great how well does it align with the series? I mean, I think really well. One of the things we love about Godzilla is that they keep reusing these actors, but then they play different roles. So like seeing the professor play this really bad lieutenant, but he still has the eye patch. Mm-hmm. You know, seeing all these characters play other characters. I don't know. It To me, in the whole series, it makes it like if you've been watching it, you feel kind of special seeing that you're like, oh, they're playing a bad guy. Oh, they're playing mm-hmm. this person. It made it exciting to watch it. I know where the story is going. And oh, Mothra... I already know that, you know, this is the new Mothra, mm-hmm. that the the twins called on it. I know she's stronger than Godzilla. If anything, you, you felt like you've already known the story. You know the landscape, so you kind of knew what was going to happen. I think what helps with the story of this one, aligning it with the others, is the twins mm-hmm. and how they're involved and how they have Mothra, this monster who, you know, is technically sleeping most of the time until they awaken it (laughs) you know until humanity needs it and i think that's what helps it align with Mm -hmm. the series Mm -hmm. you know and obviously a big thing in the series too is usually a monster comes out of nowhere Mm -hmm. all right so that's ibera that's Mm -hmm. a lobster Mm -hmm. he comes out of nowhere which is how it's supposed to be. And then, you know, Godzilla is awakened. I don't know. I, I feel like it aligns pretty well where Godzilla has been hidden for years since right. the previous mm-hmm. fights, since the previous mm-hmm. movies has been buried. Yeah, I think it aligns well. I think it does too. And I love when they do see that it's Godzilla at the bottom because they're like, oh my God, if we wake Godzilla, like this is going to be really bad. And then the one guy's like, nah, he won't hurt no, us. He might help. Yeah. yeah. We actually probably need him for something like this. So it, it kind of put all the stories together. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, last but not least, how effective is the end scene? I love it because at the end scene is when they created basically a net for Mothra to grab them and take them off the island because the island is about to get nuked. And they all go, you know, I feel really bad for Godzilla. He actually helped us. He shouldn't have to die. Yep. And so they start yelling from this net. They're like, Godzilla, get off the island. Get off, you know move and they're they're all yelling and they all are in agreement and godzilla takes his sweet ass time but he eventually jumps off the island those thunder thighs they slow you down but he uh he jumps off the island and they find out he makes it safe and they cheer him on and i feel like from that point on is when godzilla is the good guy 
That's why I like this one. It's like, yep, we're all in agreement. Godzilla's the good guy. He doesn't really mean any harm. He just makes a lot of destruction. But at the end of the day, he always defeats the right monster. Yeah. I liked the ending. I thought it was very effective because I feel like people actually like Godzilla in this one. Yeah, because he jumps off the island before it blows up. What about Mothra? What happens to Mothra? Mothra no, remember Mothra's taking them in the net that's and right. she's flying yep. them back so to Monster Island so they're them. safe. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's a great ending, honestly. It is, yeah. Everything kind of ends perfect. Oh, and the best part is, so these bad guys who are creating the nukes, actually, this is the fun part, right? They, The one guy who gets captured who's part of the original group says, hey, stop making this juice that fights this monster. Why don't you... Make something that it's not that, but it looks like that so that when they try to use it to get out, they die. You know what I mean? It doesn't block the monster. So I forget what they use, but they don't use bananas anymore. They use something else. Yeah, they fake it. They fake it. So then when these bad guys basically leave these people that they brought on the island on the island to to be nuked, they try to leave and they try to like disperse this liquid that's supposed to get the sea monster to go away from them. It's a fake liquid and Mm -hmm. they end up getting killed by the sea monster which is great because they're evil people they're terrible people well Mm -hmm. they got what they deserve right so honestly it was a very satisfying according to our rating system we got ibera horror of the deep aka sea monster versus godzilla 9.5 out of 10 yeah i think it's good so that concludes the first seven films that we'll be reviewing during our 15 days of godzilla Mm mm-hmm so we have, what's the next one we're going to be watching? Oh boy. Okay. So the next one we're going to be doing, let's see here. Okay. Oh God. So I'm the next scared. one is going to be Son of Godzilla. Oh God. It's, yeah. So this one, so, but you're going to see there's a plummet. It goes way down and then it goes way up. Yeah. So Son of Godzilla is next. I'm not looking forward to it. Well, I don't know why they make him look the way they do, but they do. But you know what? I don't remember actually watching the actual movie. I just remember how bad the son of Godzilla looks. But yep. I'm excited. Um, I'm really excited for these too. next ones. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed it. Um, we hope you check out these Godzilla movies. They're fantastic. Hopefully you agreed with the ratings. If not, let us know. And then please leave us a review. And we'd love to hear your thoughts. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Thanks for tuning into our podcast, Monsters, Masks, and Mommy Issues. Be sure to check out our website at MonstersMasksAndMommyIssues.com. Please subscribe and listen to our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you stream your podcasts. And make sure to leave a review. Tune in next time for another film review. And if you have a film that you'd like us to review, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Monsters, Masks, and Mommy Issues and leave us a comment.